This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Monday, August 30th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Ida spent 16 hours over land as a hurricane battering Louisiana before finally being downgraded to a tropical storm Monday morning. The U.S. National Hurricane Center said Ida had maximum sustained winds of 60 miles per hour. It hit coastal Louisiana on Sunday afternoon as a Category 4 hurricane with top winds at 150 miles per hour, a tie for the fifth strongest hurricane to ever hit the mainland United States. Ida was centered 95 miles south-southwest of Jackson, Mississippi, and 50 miles north-northeast of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. As of 5 a.m. Monday, it was moving north at 8 miles per hour. The hurricane was blamed for at least one death. The power outage in New Orleans uh, heightened the city's vulnerability to flooding and left hundreds of thousands of people without air conditioning and refrigeration in sweltering summer heat. Ida, a Category 4 storm, hit the same uh, date Hurricane Katrina ravaged Louisiana and Mississippi 16 years earlier, coming ashore about 45 miles west of where Category 3 Katrina hit and struck land. I was uh, listening to an expert this morning who was saying that the difference between Katrina and this one in New Orleans was that... um, the levees have held up this time. If you remember, yeah. that's what, I mean, I mean, the winds obviously were, you know, destructive and, and horrible and everything, but it was when all that flooding came in, it was yeah, all that right. water came right. in. That it was when everything was destroyed and people were stranded and and all that, you know, death and destruction happened. And if I recall correctly, Katrina sat over Over Louisiana for a while. while. And and so um, I think, but yeah, thank God all the the generators and pumps and everything held up. Uh, this actually, this hurricane reversed the flow of the Mississippi River. It's pretty wild, isn't it? It's insane. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, if you if you want to talk about the worst design for a city that's prone to hurricanes, New Orleans is, yeah. is just, it's below sea level. Yeah. You know? uh, and the whole city without power right now. So uh, hopefully uh, they'll be able to, uh, you know, get something uh, to help these people that are there. 200 Bucks County Community College students will be getting paid to get vaccinated. The Gene and Marlene Epstein Humanitarian Fund is offering the first 200 currently enrolled Bucks County Community College students $100 each to receive the COVID-19 vaccination between Monday, August 30th and Friday, September 3rd at any location that offers the vaccine. To redeem the $100 gift card, the students then must show proof of vaccination while on one of the college's three campuses. Beginning Monday, August 30th, the students can show proof of new vaccination to the front desk of the Upper Bucks County campus, the Gene and Marlene Epstein campus at Lower Bucks, or student accounts at the Lynx building at the Newtown campus. Not for anything, but all I got was a cruddy stick. I know. Uh, what? <laughs> Should have waited. Should have waited. The $100 reward is limited to the first 200 students. In addition, students <clears throat> who return and receive their second COVID-19 shot to complete their vaccination at one of the college's on-campus pop-up clinics may be eligible for an additional $100 reward from Bucks County. Bucks County Community College also says all COVID-19 vaccination students, regardless of vaccination date, can enter into a raffle for a chance to win one-year free tuition. Students may also enter if they have a positive antibody test within the last six months. The raffle drawing will be held on September 10th. 
Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson Township, New Jersey, said a guest was hurt when she went into a restricted area. The woman climbed over a fence and onto the roof of a building, then slipped. The guest was taken to a hospital for treatment on a leg injury. The spokesperson said the area is clearly marked restricted. We are proud <laughs> of our public safety team who risked their own safety to serve our guests. The Six Flags spokesperson said no other details were released. It was originally reported that somebody fell off of a ride. Right. And Six Flags said no, she climbed into a restricted Aren't area. Aren't there enough fun things to do there without yeah. climbing up <laughs> the roof? Climb onto the roof of something. I thought you were going to say she got into an area that was uh, too close from like, you know, uh, an inverted roller coaster yes. and somebody's yeah. leg came yeah, around yeah, and yeah. Right. her in the head. That, that, that has happened. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, down Jersey Shore, apparently, yeah. that was the, the lore. Oh, the Great Nor'easter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. heard about that. I think you told me about that. Yeah, <laughs> I had heard about it, and then I was there. Anyway, that's Is it a, like the flume where, where people will ride the ride, but they'll also stand there hoping to get hit in the head with the leg? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right, let's do sports. The Phillies beat the Arizona Diamondbacks hey. 7-4 yesterday right. afternoon at the ballpark. Freddie Gallis drove in three runs and Rafael Marchand and Travis Jankowski hit back-to-back RBI triples to lead the offense. Bryce Harper, Gene Segura, and Marchand each had two hits for the Phils, who have won three in a row and remain four and a half games behind National League East leading Atlanta. The Phils open up a road trip tonight as they begin a three-game series in Washington against the Nationals. Zach Wheeler will get the start. Game time is scheduled for 7.05. Jackson Surma drove in four runs, and Ethan Van Bell struck out eight as Michigan beat Ohio 5-2 to two in the championship game of the Little League World Series. The team from Taylor North Little League delivered the first title for the state of Michigan since 1959. Both teams are from the Great Lakes, marking the only time clubs from the same region played in the championship. That was because international teams didn't compete in the World Series for the first time since 1975 due to travel restrictions caused by the pandemic. And last night in Cleveland, Jake Paul, the YouTube sensation turned prize fighter, beat Tyron Woodley via split decision in the main event of a boxing card. Woodley is a former UFC welterweight champion with several knockouts. He wobbled Paul with a big right hand in the fourth round, but Paul was able to survive that round and beat Woodley over the rest of the bout. And that's what I have for you this morning. I watched the uh, um, after the, the Little League World Series, and uh, this was, just, I, I want to point this out, that the, the losing team stood there and they applauded Oh, that's the great. And it was great sportsmanship. I love that. It's, you can lose gracefully, and, uh, and you know, it, it had to rip those kids apart, though, uh-huh. that they lost. They made it that far, but nonetheless, they had the uh, uh, they had the chutzpah. They, yes, they stood there the and, pluck. Yep, they did it. So I thought that was a, a very cool thing to recognize. Hey, good morning, welcome good morning. Uh, from the weekend. Uh, we return for a week full of goodness for you and us, friends, because we have some things planned for this week that I think you are going to enjoy. First of all, the word of the week prize this week: pair of tickets to see. Guns N' Roses, oh, Hard Rock at uh, live at the Estes Arena inside the Hard Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. It's Sunday, 
September 12th, and a hotel room for the night. Nice. Pretty sweet deal. So this is a pretty cool deal. It's going to be the closest you get to see him in, in like a club type of venue. Yeah. Uh, Afterwards, invite them up to your room now that you have one. You certainly could. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's the worst? They say no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah, so, <laughs> um, so we'll do the letter of the day for the word of the week prize, and it will only take four letters before you give us a hard time about taking another day off. We're going to be off on Friday. So we will give that prize away on Thursday. Now, what's wonderful about that Thursday is the Back to School A to Z starts. And we will begin that here on the Preston and Steve Show. First time ever, yes? First time ever. So How about that? I'm excited for the uh, the prospect of starting that whole thing off. And if we're going to begin in the, I, I don't know, they may change it up this year. We're going to begin in the in the numbers or the, the symbols, or do we begin in the actual letters? I don't know. There's no shot that we begin and end it, right? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Have we? We've I never. Would say there's no have we ever shot. ended it during the show? No, I don't think we've ever yeah. played the last song. Not that I can recall. So, mm. uh, but anyhow, uh, we're excited to start that on Thursday. So get yourself set for that. And um, I think we got some things to give away this morning. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll take a look and see if we have enough to uh, to form a a contest, a game, if you will. Maybe that'll happen. Uh, but uh, let's take a break. Come back in a second. The entertainment reports. Unfortunately, we had a. Big name in the world of Hollywood who passed away but lived a long and successful life. So we'll come back with that story and others when we get back. Stay put. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're going to give something away with a stupid question. We're going to give away a digital download of Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. And the question that I have for you is this. Name the tiny British territory located strategically at Spain's southernmost point. I wonder if you have to work at this morning. I like it, though. 215-263-WMMR, okay? Name the tiny British territory located strategically at Spain's southernmost point. Call now, 215-263-WMMR. I'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting for the answer. Today is Monday, August 30th, and it is Cameron Diaz's birthday today. Pretty much is retired from acting, correct? Yeah, yeah. Being a mom. Uh, she is 49 years old today. I saw a... There's a movie I'd n- never seen and was just flipping through channels, and I saw Cameron Diaz. I'm like, is that Cameron Diaz? And she was on like a Dancing with the Stars type of routine they're doing. Oh, really? And it was for what to expect when you're expecting. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I never saw that. I never saw that movie. Yeah. But she, she got in ripped shape for this dance sequence because she was in a real slinky outfit Ew. uniform. And I was like, yeah. hello. Yeah. Uh, you but, remember the first time you saw her in the mask? Yeah, you're she like, come, yeah, what is that? <laughs> she she was the, the breakout femme fatale, gorgeous. Uh, yeah. Who is that? You know, kind of like... Um, uh, Margot Robbie. Same thing. First year, yes. you're like, hello. Yeah. That's another level. Uh, yeah, another one of those. I can't do that. I wish I could. <laughs> That's the best I can do. 
Uh, so she's 49 today. Yeah, so um, she says that she's not rushing back. I'm just looking at an interview that she did recently. She's not rushing back to acting, but that um, she was uh, doing some TV appearances promoting her new wine brand. Ooh. Oh, new wine, Kathy. Man, that's, that, that uh, industry is going to be dominated by celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely dominated. Yeah. What, Kathy, why? Of all the people on the show, you should have your own wine brand. I should yeah, have totally. my own wine Come on. brand. You're right. I was just Jeez. reading a story about Sting and his vineyards and, and uh, how and he took that's it from the a crappy vineyard and made it better. I want a vineyard. I don't just want a wine. Like, I want Why a not? vineyard. Why <laughs> uh, not? Uh, uh, the, the lush hills of Conchahawken? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Hey, there's a bunch of them in New Jersey. I drive sure. by them all the time. Yeah, so, yeah. Kathy, go get one of those. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I just might. Cameron Diaz is 49 today. You won't. Um, <laughs> TV you host Lisa Ling. Uh, who was originally on The View, right? She was on The View. Yeah. And she actually had her her sister was held captive in North Korea. That's right. Remember that. And Bill Clinton had to help broker a deal to get her out of there. That was a strange story, yeah. She was a great reporter. She did some really good stories. That Geo stuff she was doing, too. Yeah, and she, she did stuff for Oprah. And yeah. Yeah, she, I liked her. 48 years old today. Uh, actor Michael Chiklis. He's great. Um, I, I always get compared to Michael Chiklis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good comparison. I think that's yeah, good. That's a handsome fella, right? there uh the shield and uh the commish and uh coyote was the one that uh, recently came on it was uh well at the time it was cbs all access now it's paramount plus i enjoyed it did you watch any of that i watched a little bit of it okay. i thought it was good i was just watching too much at the same time and uh, we had him on to promote it remember he, he was very good is uh 58 years old today warren buffett wall street whiz one of the richest people on the planet brother of jimmy 91 years old. Jimmy Buffett's brother. I think they're related. Twin brother. Are they? It's his they, twin brother. I, I've heard twin brother. Yeah. I've heard conflicting reports whether or not that they're cousins or second cousins or something like that. But I, some, there's enough validity to the fact that they are related. That well, let's go with it. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Twin brothers, but he's just 25 years older. It's right. weird. Right. Yeah. It was a long way. They were in the Guinness World Book of Records. We're going to give you another yeah. epidermal. He's he's uh, he's yeah. 91, uh, by the way, today. Uh, okay. So Google on the screen above says they're not related. So I take back what I said. Okay. But you know what? If you want to believe that, I'm gonna believe it's it. okay. No, I'm not, I'm not going to take back my take back. He's 91 today. Uh, a guy I love, Lewis Black, great. Uh, is 73 years old today. Uh, his stand-up stuff is fantastic. His pacing is so interesting. Uh, and it's, he's not like a standard uh, stand-up where he's just constantly... You know, getting laughs. He he takes these stories for a ride. Right. He's a he's a good storyteller. Do you remember yeah. that movie with Justin Long where he started his own college? Basically? Yes. Accepted yeah. or right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Lewis Black was one of the professors he hires. Okay. And it's he's great. Yep. Very funny scenes. <laughs> uh, he is, and and of course in um, uh, what was the movie? Inside Out. Inside Out as anger. Oh my God, he's hilarious. The, yeah, that was one of the best characters. Yep. Seventy three today. Um, Robert Crumb. I didn't know this name. He is an artist. Oh, a yes. cartoonist. R. Crumb. Yeah, created yeah. Uh, Zap Comics. Yeah. There was a documentary made about yeah. it, and then there was also a a biopic. I think with um, God, a uh, pig vomit. Um, Paul Giamatti. Uh, Paul Giamatti. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he did the cover for Big Brother and the Holding Company's Cheap Thrills and the lettering for Janis Joplin's I Got Them Old Cosmic Blues Again Mama. <laughs> uh, and he is uh, 78 years old today. Uh, tennis player Andy Roddick is uh, 39 years old. What was what was the controversy with him? Wasn't there something? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't follow the world of tennis, to be honest. He had uh, one of his hands was a hook. Uh, I think that, no. I, there was what was he? Was he nasty? Know. Was that no, it? No. no, there was something, wasn't there? I don't remember. Wait, okay. is he? Did he? Uh, this might be like I'm probably making this up. Did he wear a wig? 
No, that's, no, that's uh, Andre, Andre Agassi. Agassi. Okay. Yeah. Now that. Agassi was, a, that was a big <laughs> deal. legit. Yeah. And, and not just a wig, like a lion's mane of like, hair. Always go more demure with your wig. Mm. Yeah. He had an outlandish But cast. nobody knew, man. No, I didn't know. <laughs> he pulled it off. Right. It's crazy. It's a well, headband. And then the last birthday I brought up, I love this guy. He is a character actor, David Pamer. And I'll be honest, I don't know him by name alone, mm-hmm. but I saw his picture and I'm like, oh. Oh, you're oh, kidding yeah. me. So in City Slickers, he's one of the uh, ice cream guys. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, Ira and I forgot the name. Yeah, they're the, basically um, Ben and Jerry's. In Ocean's Eleven, he is the poor uh, reviewer. Uh, the, you know, he's there to review the hotel and casino, and they just put him through the ringer. 13. Uh-huh. Ocean's yeah. 13. Um, yeah, was it thirteen? Yeah, because okay. he, he he ends up uh, like oh a, yes with a, it's someone with Al Pacino. You're correct. Yeah, yes. yeah. So yeah, he they put him through the ringer. He's in Quiz Show. He's in Get Shorty. He's in The American President. He's in movie after movie after movie after TV show. He's just one of those You're guys. Right. Yeah, you like him no matter what. He's been playing a crappy, a, a mean guy. Something about him you like. He's on a show right now called Dave, and it stars a uh, little Dicky from Cheltenham. It's a it's a great show. It's on FXX, and uh, Tony Ascenda is uh, one of the creators of it. And Tony's from Downingtown, um, and he plays. Uh, Little Dicky's father on the show. He's freaking fantastic on it, and NLD's great on it as well. It's a really, really good show. Steve, there was a movie that came and went that I liked him in with Billy Crystal. Oh, Mr. Saturday, Saturday Night. Night. Yes, I, like a like a Milton Berle type. I I thought that was a cool that, movie. Billy Crystal directed that movie. Yes, he yeah, did. yeah. It's, it's actually pretty good. It's a it, comedian working his way up in the the nineteen fifties, and yeah. eventually he, you know, he kind of outgrows everything. And he's his brother. He's his brother. Yeah. In that. They start off as a duo, and he and the bro- brother ends up becoming his manager. Yeah, I like that movie too. Yeah. yeah. So uh, David Pamer, that guy, is uh, celebrating his sixty mm-hmm. seventh birthday today. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this stupid question. Uh, it is, what is the name of the tiny British territory located strategically at Spain's southernmost point? 215-263-WMMR. And we're going to go to Derek for the answer. Yo, Derek, you are on the air. Hey, guys, what's the deal? Yo, Derek, <laughs> the, the deal? deal is we need to know the name of that tiny British territory at Spain's, Spain's southernmost point. What is it? I believe it's Gibraltar. Gibraltar. Ah! You got it, sir. Hang on. Derek got it right, and we are going to give him a digital download of Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins and what critics call the best uh, G.I. Joe movie yet. Uh, The iconic hero Snake Eyes rises to become the ultimate warrior in the battle against Cobra, and you can buy it on digital today with all new special features, a bonus short film, and more. It's rated PG-13, and that is from Paramount Pictures. At the box office, number one this weekend was Candyman. Uh, follow and by the way, I only have the top six. They only gave me the top six today. I don't know what's why. that about. I don't know. Maybe there's only six movies out there. Uh, number two is Free Guy, followed by Paw Patrol, Jungle Cruise, Don't Breathe, and Respect. Huh. Was number six. The Aretha Franklin. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, which uh, I'm very much interested in seeing. So uh, that's how they did at the box office this week. Oh wait, Nick pulled up the full ten. Here we go. All right, Suicide Squad was seventh, followed by the Protege, the Night House, and then Black Widow is at number ten. Kim Kardashian filed for divorce from Kanye West in February, but it seems. She may be having second thoughts. Yeah, after, it looks wild. After donning a wedding dress and recreating their wedding at his Donda listening party. Donda. What's a Donda listening party? Uh, it's his album. It's yeah. an album called Donda? Yeah. Okay. It's like a poopity scoop. Uh, it seems that uh, they're doing better than ever. 
What the TM- f*** is that? TMZ reports that sources say they may even get back together, adding that they are working on rebuilding the foundation of their relationship. Look at all these relationships getting uh, patched up. Ben yeah. Affleck and J-Lo. Yeah. Ben uh, Affleck and J-Lo. I was trying to think of another one. That's the only one I can think of. Uh, so the source tells us everyone was talking about the moment. It was surreal. It was so emotional and beautiful. Oh, my God. I couldn't even look at the picture. My eyes were so... Wet with tears. Uh, so I don't know what the story is with <laughs> that. I saw um, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. They were uh, sitting in their car. They were right. responding to something she was reading on her phone right, about right. them. And she was like, oh, my God. She's like, you're smothering me. And he's like, I am. She's like, yes. And I took the kids. He's like, you did. I don't have my kids in <laughs> oh, so they're, they're like, It's just yeah, yeah, completely yeah. untrue. Right, right. Uh, Orlando Bloom is reflecting on narrowly escaping death in 1998. Uh, the 44-year-old wrote on Instagram, that's me in my back brace circa 1998, about three months after I fell three floors Ooh. and crushed my spine, narrowly escaping death and paralysis. I was alongside an old photo of himself riding a bike and wearing a brace, and he wrote, grateful every day for my limbs that allow me to push my limits and live life on my edge safer now. So how did he fall? What was I'll explain. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Katy Perry commented on the post, wrote, I love you. Love and Miranda you. Kerr, his ex-wife, also wrote, so proud of you. Uh, he previously told uh, GQ that it happened when he was climbing a rooftop and a drain pipe collapsed, mm. causing him to plummet three stories. Ah! Uh, he had said, until then, I didn't have a healthy appreciation for life and death, uh, that we're not invincible. Uh, he said, in four, uh, after... For four days, I faced the idea of living in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. I went to some dark places in my mind. I realized I'm either going to walk again or I'm not. But that accident has informed everything in my life. He said, until you're close to losing it, you don't realize. I used to ride motorbikes and drive cars like everything was a racetrack. It was ridiculous. It wasn't because I thought it was cool. It was just because I loved living on the edge. He said, but I've chilled now. So I was not aware of that story, but apparently no. it's been out for a while. We're looking into the picture. Yeah, he had a full uh, upper torso brace on his entire. Yeah, it looks like a bizarre top. corset. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was the sad news uh, over the weekend concerning celebrities. Ed Asner, a burly, prolific character actor who became a star in middle age as a gruff but lovable newsman, Lou Grant. Uh, first in the hit comedy, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, and later in the drama, Lou Grant died on Sunday. He was 91 years old. His Twitter account included a note from his children. Uh, they wrote, we are sorry to say that our beloved patriarch passed away this morning peacefully. Words cannot express the sadness we feel. With a kiss on your head, good night, Dad. We love you. Uh, he was a journeyman actor when he was hired in 1970 for The Mary Tyler Moore Show for seven seasons. He was the Rumpel Bostomore's ebullient Mary Richards. He called her Mary. She called him Mr. Grant. Uh, later, he would play the role for five years on the show Lou Grant. Which was a good show. It was. Yeah. Uh, the part brought three Best Supporting Actor Emmys and two Best Actor Awards. And he also won Emmys for his roles in the miniseries Rich Man, Poor Man. And also in Roots in 1976. It's funny because, Preston, Lou Grant was the show I was watching when I heard about John Lennon uh, mm. being killed. I, no I, I, rem- I remember clearly, yeah. Wow. Um, let's play a clip of Ed from the uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show. Yes, this is um, when uh, he f- he first, his interview with Mary. Right, this is a classic. Goodness, would you try answering the questions as I ask them? Yes, Mr. Grant, I will, but it does seem that you've been asking a lot of very personal questions that don't have a thing to do with my qualifications for this job. 
You know what? You got spunk. Well, I hate spunk. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll try you out for a couple of weeks, see if it works out. Oh. If I don't like you, I'll fire you. Right, right. You don't like me? I'll fire you. <laughs> uh, he also um, uh, had more than 300 credits. He remained active throughout his uh, 70s and 80s. In 2003, he played Santa Claus in Elf, and we have a clip of that to play as well. Here we go. Buddy, is that you? Boy, am I glad to see you. The clausometer suddenly just dropped down to zero. There's just no Christmas spirit anymore. I need an elf's help. I'm not an elf, Santa. Buddy, you're more of an elf than anyone I ever met. And the only one who I would want working on my sleigh tonight. Really? Really? Will you fix it for me, buddy? Go, buddy. Go, Mr. Elf. He's great in that. Yeah, yes. Uh, And then he was uh, in Up. He played the the elderly hero in 2009. Yeah, Yeah, which was just a brilliant movie. And we have a clip from that, too. Here we go. Ed Asner. (laughs) That's it? I came all this way just to get stuck to the wrong end of this rock pile? Oh, great. Ah, We could walk your house to the falls. Walk it? Yeah. Now, we're going to walk to the falls quickly and quietly with no rap music or flash dancing. Uh-huh. We have three days at best before the helium leaks out of those balloons. Whoa. And if we're not at the falls when that happens, we're not getting to the falls. Don't you worry, Ellie. We'll get our house over there. Oh, man. Do you know there's an up series? No. Yeah, it's coming yeah. out. Yeah, Doug, yeah it's, it's called Doug Days, and uh, it's on Disney Plus. I don't think it's out yet, but uh, he, he reprised the role in that show. It'll be on Disney Plus, I think, next week. I mean, it's real soon, and it's about the golden retriever, Doug. Dude, and he he worked his entire life. He was uh, Cobra Kai. Yes, He's Johnny's dad and Cobra Kai. <laughs> oh man, I forgot right? about that. You know, so what a career! What a, what an amazing career! Well, Good we, for him, man. This morning, even in the birthdays, you talked about you know a couple of character actors who have been working all the time. Yep. Yeah, that's the career to have. Uh, in 2009, he actually said in an interview, he, he said it was interesting. He said interesting roles are hard to come by. He said, "I never get enough work." He said, "It's the history of my career. There just isn't anything to turn down." Let me put it that way. I'd say most people are probably in that. Excuse me, in that same boat. Old people, and it's a shame. Uh, he was actually the um, the president of our uh, uh, of our union uh, back in 1982. I think he did it for two years, uh, but he was the president of uh, of SAG, of the uh, Screen Actors Guild at one point. Bizarrely, I found out the first mention of his death. Maureen McCormick, who played Marsh on The Brady Bunch, yeah. tweeted out a picture of her with him. And apparently they were close friends. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I had no idea. Wow. What a career, though. Ed Asner, 91 years old. Hey, uh, some local stuff. Uh, Tobias Harris was on the set with Adam Sandler and Queen Latifah in South Philly. Over the so they're still filming that movie? Yeah, filming yeah. was happening on the basketball court at 9th and Federal uh, for the upcoming basketball film called Hustle. And LeBron James is in that. Uh, and during a recent appearance on the Dan Patrick Show, Adam Sandler mentioned that he also shot some scenes with Doc Rivers, Seth Curry, uh, Matisse Thibel, and uh, Therese Maxey. So all of this is going on. They have to be, I mean, and, and there have been spottings, but uh, you'd figure there'd be more, yeah. you know? 
Uh, in the movie, Adam plays an NBA scout trying to rejuvenate his career by discovering an extraordinary player from overseas. So I don't know what the story is on continued shooting uh, or anything like that. But you know when they're sh- yeah when they shoot in town, sometimes they uh, they kind of they stay incognito pretty yeah, well, man. It's true, it's you know? true. I mean, when, when they were doing Mayor of East Town, we knew that was going on. Yeah, yeah. but I, I heard very few stories coming out of. So-and-so was here or there, you know, and hanging out. So I think there's a mechanism in place to allow them to keep, you know, their privacy. Yeah, to work. Too. Yeah, to work. Uh, to make sure that it's not... Uh, when they should be here. Right, exactly. Yeah. Sitting in this studio. In this studio, yeah. making us happy. All right, uh, to mark the one-year anniversary of Chadwick Boseman's death, fans and co-stars share their grief on social media. Viola Davis, Michael B. Jordan, Lupita Nyong'o, and others shared their love and memories. Uh, Davis shared a picture of them filming Ma Rainey's Black Bottom writing this day last year. You left this earth and us. Have you watched What If? Yeah. Not yet. No, I got to get on that. You know, that'll be part of this week. It's an animated Marvel series, Kathy. Oh, oh, No, never. Yeah. And so I watched the Black Panther one. Um, Right. It was the second episode. And he's basically Star-Lord, is he not? Uh, Yeah. So it's it's what if uh, he was abducted by uh, instead of uh, Star-Lord. And so that is his final performance as as, uh, Black Panther. It's interesting to hear which voices they get and which ones they don't. Because uh, Robert Downey Jr. does not do it. But most of the other actors do. Brie Larson did not reprise her role as Captain Marvel. Uh, I mean, obviously, they got Chadwick Boseman to do Black Panther. So they get a lot of the voice actors, but not all of them. Uh, what If is also a Netflix series with Renee Zellweger. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, so that's the one you're watching. That's one, uh, yeah. I, I assume so. there's a lot of dong in that show, right? That, uh, like the other one you watched. No, <laughs> well, no, no. It's not like that. No, it's actually really good. What If um, with Renee Zellweger was oh, good. Is it? It's only one season, and yeah, it's pretty good. All right. Uh, I have a health update on John Stamos. Ah. In case you're interested. Uh, he's all good. Oh. There you go. Good. Is that it? That's all we know? Well, the Full John House, Samos. Samos. Well, full what house happened? alum shared a series of pictures on Instagram from the hospital on Friday. Uh, he shared that he is home, happy, and mentioned trigger finger, a condition that causes a finger to bend or straighten with a snap. I actually was having this problem. I went to an orthopedic uh, uh, guy to uh, take a look at it. He's like, hey, you got trigger finger. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh-uh. So uh-uh. John Stamos was in the hospital with trigger finger? I, I guess so. What he, he, Was there like a, a varmint he encountered? Because it can get stuck yeah. and, and it's uh, bent. Now, I don't know if that's the only reason we're showing him here. They're showing him. Uh, with the, he's wearing the full, you know, they yeah. checked you into the hospital garb. Yeah. The, the robe. For trigger finger? I yeah. don't know. Well, it was a procedure. He went in for an elective procedure, and so he was in and out pretty fast. Okay. All right. So. And then he's back to being a gunslinger. But then he was saying reach for the stars for yeah. no reason whatsoever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> reach for the stars? Yeah, and then he was like dance farming. All these things reach that happen, it starts with trigger finger. Okay. Right, it's absolutely right. Casey Kasem said reach for the stars. Oh. It's reached for the sky. Well, close enough. But that's good. That's the problem. Is that he's he was saying it? No, he was saying it wrong. That's how the injury. <laughs> that is. Yeah, yeah. He he didn't state it right, and he injured his trigger right. finger. Right. I got you. They're okay. connected. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hey, this is a terrible, terrible story uh, in our vicinity. You guys probably saw this over the weekend. This child actor, Matthew yes. Mindler. Uh, 19 years old. He was in the movie Our Idiot Brother. He did a few things. He hadn't acted uh, for several years, uh, but he turned up missing uh, at Millersville University. The police were looking for him and everything. He was gone for like a se- several days. They found his body on oh, Saturday man. morning. 
I don't know anything as of now as to the circumstances or they they're, they had scheduled an autopsy and everything. It was just a terrible story. I had initially seen it where they were looking for him on Saturday. It was an extensive uh, search, and then uh, and then yesterday I saw the news come out that they uh, that they found his body. So I, I'm sure we'll have a follow up on this, but it's just a terrible news. This this kid uh, and. Millersville's in Lancaster County, I think, or it's out that way, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, so just um, terrible. So if we get more information on that, I'll pass that along to you. Chloe and Tristan are doing nothing to discourage rumors that they have reunited. <laughs> TMZ reports Come on! that they've uh, hit the town at the classic cat. How many times is he going to get caught cheating they went before to the, she stops? They went to the classic cat in WeHo on Saturday. You may know what we hope. I don't is. know. Okay, I don't either. It's like Miho, except more people. Okay. <laughs> we oh. yeah. yeah. Uh they were headed to LeBron James's wife Savannah's birthday party. Yeah, we ho is mm-hmm. wait, is it West Hollywood? That's, oh, that's gotta be it. Oh, gotta be oh. it. We ho ridiculous. <laughs> they were in WeHo. I was in Concho. Uh, <laughs> we're in BC right now. Yeah, we're we looking are. at a we're looking at a picture of Wee-ho. Chloe in some kind of leather outfit, bent over on a car. Oh, no, she's wearing a dead panther breast. I mean, yeah. How many how many times do you think they had to take that picture, Nick? You know, I mean, it's her Instagram account, so fifty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dear God, they had to set up a photo shoot. Imagine for having to be a slave to constantly having this stuff done. Mm-hmm. What do you think that pays? If you're that, uh, if you're on Chloe's Instagram team, oh. You know, you're like the photographer? A, yeah, a photographer, the the makeup, you know, and Steve, like they go through the photos, obviously, and pick pick the ones that they're oh, gonna, yeah. wanna, gonna post. So, like, you're on that team. I, ma- I imagine it's pretty good. You remember the one that got out accidentally before it was retouched? Right, yeah, right. That's yeah. right. caused a huge Who, controversy. Was that her? That or was, her. was her. Yeah, I'm curious what what people like that can make these these side people. You remember when we worked at Y100? Um, our sister station had a. Um, um, a rapper come by as a guest, and he brought his entourage. And one of the rapper, one of, one of his entourage's only job was to hold an umbrella. That's it. And he was known as the umbrella guy. He was the umbrella guy. Yeah. And so an that guy, guy makes a living off of being the umbrella guy. Hey, more power to him. You know. So I mean, I also do parasols, right? <laughs> you got range. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to branch out. Hey, Broadway producers are teaming up with Oprah Winfrey in a bid to welcome theatergoers back. The This Is Broadway Publicity Blitz is set to land today and will feature a video with past and current shows with stars from Hugh Jackman and Bruce Springsteen to Ethel Merman and Sarah Barry Ellis. I did. I, and Oprah is in it, too. Okay, so I saw a video. It might have been a tease of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they've been trying to open up things. They had that big concert in... Um, Central Park. Got rained mm-hmm. out. Got completely right. Preston, they basically had Richard Marx's less talented cousin uh-huh. and all the other real artists that people wanted to see never made it to the stage. Well, they they canceled it in the middle of Barry Manilow's set. Yes. Like in the middle, in the of, middle. of Mandy. Like yeah. in the middle of the song. Like he didn't even get the finish. Yeah. Oh, and they man. were making an announcement, please leave now. Right. And he said, oh, and you came without <laughs> taking. <laughs> it was really... <laughs> <laughs> it had to have been a bummer for old. It had to be a huge bummer. Yeah. When was this? I, I missed that. It was a couple together. weeks ago. Okay. As mm-hmm. CNN was week. was covering the thing from wall to wall, so they had to pad for like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Hey, uh, Netflix is rounding out the cast for Tim Burton's live action Adams uh, uh, live action Adams Family series called Wednesday. Uh, joining Jenna Ortega, who will be starring as uh, Wednesday. Yeah, will be Thora Birch. I like that. I've not seen Thora in a long time. Who's Thora playing? I don't Morticia? know. Morticia? No, Morticia is played by Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh-huh. And uh, Gomez is Luis Guzman, who I think Perfect. can do a great job because he has those big features. He, can, he yes. can really make big facial expressions sure. and stuff, so I think he'll be great. How about Chloe as Lurch? Uh, that's a pretty... Yeah. That's a pretty good idea. Uh, the other names I don't recognize, Ricky Lindholm, who says was in Knives Out and oh, another period. We had her in studio. She's in um, oh. uh, <laughs> the the comedy duo that does the parody songs, um, Garfunkel, oh. Garfunkel and Oates. No way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh okay. Oh, she's great. She is going to be in it. I'm not sure who she's playing. Uh, Jamie McShane, who is in Bloodline. Uh, Hunter Duhan. Uh, Georgie Farmer. Jump in if you know any of these yeah, people. We've had them all in the studio. Musa Mustafa, uh, Emma Myers, and the list goes on. So, all right, um, that could be cool. I hope that I hope that does well. I hope it's. Uh, I mean, it's Tim Burton, so it's going to have a really cool flavor to it. It's my understanding that in the initial comic, the Charles Adams comic, that many of the characters didn't have names, and that the names correct. came about really when the TV series came on air. Yeah, mm. no, they didn't have names. Yeah, I'm not sure how they came about them, but... Cousin It didn't exist in the comics. <laughs> uh, he was created for the TV series. Right. Uh, so, let's see what else we have here. Oh, so, with a week to uh, uh, before the SAG-AFTRA election, Ooh! Matthew Modine has accused Fran Drescher of defamation and threatened legal action if she doesn't apologize for comments in which she accused him of breaking SAG-AFTRA rules. <laughs> it's getting ugly. Wow, man. In the battle for the president of our union. She's the nanny. Uh, the pair are, and he's the dude from, uh, he's the scientist from Stranger Things. He's At- Papa. Yes. Mm-hmm. The pair are running against each other to become president of the organization. Did you guys vote? I did. I did not vote. Yeah, we got the ballots in the mail. I voted for Matthew Modine. Okay. Uh, Mostly because he looks like Bill Weston. Okay, is that why he does? <laughs> yeah. Man, there was a picture of Matthew Modine yeah. that looked exactly like Bill. I mean, And then we did a side-by-side reconstruction of that photo with yeah. Bill, and it looked spot on, did I it think, not? I think Matthew responded uh, over social media somewhere. Uh, no, no, no. Somebody, somebody on the show put it up on social media, and, and he replied or enjoyed it or whatever, and honestly, that's the only reason I voted for him. Sure. Like, yeah, he was on the show, and he kind of looks like Bill, and uh, vote for the guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there have been less valid reasons to vote for somebody. Yep. Hey, we mentioned uh, Cobra Kai earlier this morning, the fact that Ed Asner uh, did star in one of the episodes. Uh, Netflix had announced Friday it has renewed Cobra Kai for a fifth season. Season four of the series will premiere in December, so they're going to go for another one after that. How about that? Is the plan to wrap it up after the fifth? Don't know. They didn't indicate it in this story today, right. but uh, they probably should. You can, only, so. you can only go so long uh, before you need to bring it to a close, but man, I can't wait till this show comes back on. If you stop and think about the shows that you've loved throughout oh. time that went on a little too long. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love the end date. Really sort of helps yep. them be creative and do things they probably wouldn't have done otherwise. I still just have to sing the praises of this show and tell people who might be a naysayer that it might be more than what you're expecting it right. to be. It is such a good show. It's got some, it, you've got to suspend a little bit of disbelief, but it's really well done. It's funny, it's dramatic, it's heartfelt, uh, and it goes, it, it, it plays on your uh, 
uh, uh, reminiscing, you know, and, and going back to the, the, the original movies. It's a really well-done show. Uh, so production on season five will begin this fall in Atlanta, where all four previous seasons have been filmed. Uh, Netflix previously announced that season four of Cobra Kai will reintroduce Thomas Ian Griffith as Terry Silver, the villain from the Karate Kid Part Three, yes, which means I, I love go that back guy. Watch that movie. Oh man, he was great. Brad. He also did, he did a whole bunch of action movies in the nineties. Oh yeah, the guy is great. I because I barely remember. Yeah, the That's a I, I know he choice. turned Daniel bad. That's all I remember. Mm. Uh, Cobra Kai premiered on YouTube in 2018. After two seasons on YouTube, it moved to Netflix. <laughs> Netflix aired the first two seasons in August of last year. And season three premiered January first of this year. I love if you go back to the original Karate Kid when um, when he's Pat Morita's doing his moves. It's obvious he would get his ass kicked. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like it's like that. There's a whole Twitter account and Instagram account that is dedicated to bad martial arts, uh-huh. and that's what it looks like. Well, it's just the yeah. whole idea that in the matter of a couple of months, right. you can you can uh, ascend all the way to black belt right. and, and be absolutely proficient By in cleaning karate. someone's house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, the, and that continues in the series, too. Like, yeah. these people advance very, very fast in martial arts. It's ridiculous. But if you set that aside, it's a great show. All right, I think we're ready for some... Yay! Glipsies! The social worker bites off more than he can chew while trying to protect the client from her recently paroled husband who is after the drug stash in the getaway. In this clip, Frank Grillo reveals who helped him bring his character to life. You know, the inspiration for me came from my childhood or my young adulthood. Uh, I grew up in New York and I knew a lot of guys, you know, they were they were hustlers. And uh, they had an angle for everything and on everything. Whatever you needed, somehow they could get it for you. So I, I based it on a couple of people that I knew, and it uh, it looks like it worked out well. Yeah! Uh, the Getaway comes to theaters this Friday, by he, the way. Frank Grillo is constantly working, and, and uh, he's he's hit that sweet spot. He showed up in What If as well, the last episode. Oh, really? Yeah, you reprised, Crossbones? Yep, you re- awesome. reprised his character as well. Did he sleep with Renee Zellweger? Yes, uh, <laughs> it was a crossover episode of... Oh, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Okay. What if Crossbones meets... and Renee. Yeah. Got it. Next clip. Judy and Crossbones. A girl has big dreams of attending the Royal Ball, and with the help of her fab godmother, makes her dreams come true in this modern take of Cinderella. Uh, in this clip, actress and singer Adina Menzel talks about the music for the film. Kay Cannon has this great soundtrack, so there's lots of amazing cover tunes that are rearranged in a really modern way that uh, I'm excited for you to hear. And then there are two original songs. Camila has one, and I have a song that I actually wrote for my character. I don't give a f- uh, Cinderella comes out on Prime Video this Friday, by the way. So. I mean, they just made a live-action Cinderella. Yeah, how no. many can you do? That's true. Stop Honestly. it. Wait a minute. That was a while back, though, wasn't it? It was, like, it was about two years ago. Was yeah, it, two years it wasn't ago? that long ago. Okay. I mean, I guess there's a Batman every other year, so what do I complain about? But And Cinderella basically is Batman. Right. Uh, okay, I'll let you have that. <laughs> I like her, though. I think she's really cute. <laughs> All right, uh, and that's all I have in the entertainment report uh, this morning for you, friends. Let's take a break. Kind of, let's go get some coffee. Yeah. Let's come back. It's Monday morning. We'll kick this thing off when we return. So stay with us as you're making your way in. We'll be right back. 
What's new? Glad you asked. Tom Morello featuring Eddie Fetter and Bruce Springsteen. Dorothy. Coheed and Cambria. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. I want to thank uh, our friends from uh, Duncan for dropping off a bunch of donuts. It was a uh, a congratulatory drop-off for our uh, induction into the Radio Hall of Fame. Yes. Coming up at the end of October. However, I had a toasted coconut donut, and now I have a piece of coconut (laughs) stuck. Yeah. In my teeth. Casey is coming to the rescue now. I knew he'd he'd help me out here. He's got these. Floss? I don't need the floss. I need the little pick on the end of it. You know, these little. Yes. Dental stick, yeah. Thingies yeah. here. So, pardon me. A great man. Yeah. You're looking very Sam Elliott. Um, got it. Hey, uh-huh. Nailed it. Done and oh. done. You bo- can keep that. You should become a dental hygienist. You don't want this back? No, 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 no. <laughs> you can keep that toilet paper. Younger case. <laughs> Yum. All right. So, thank you, Duncan. That was a, that was a very nice gesture. And of course, we run on Duncan. So yes, we do. It's a beautiful thing. I think, uh, what time is it? Uh, 7.20. It's time Uh, to open up shop. Time to head into the general store. See if there's a few things that might interest you. Come on in. Time to go to the general store. There's the proprietor, Preston Elliott, in the front door. As always, he's sans pants. Mm. (laughs) Hey, mister. Just Porky Pig in it. <laughs> yeah, well, you're casual, man. That's right. That's what people love about those country stores. You know? Yeah. yeah the casual a lot more relaxed. Nature. Do you remember... Okay, hang on. Let's talk about this for a second. <laughs> Do you remember on uh, Little House on the Prairie... Yes. Um, ...the store owner... That was uh, Nellie's dad. Oh, right. The store. Nellie was the, the town bitch. Um, but... He was the nicest guy. He yes. had a bitch of a daughter, but he was the nicest guy. And he would always allow the Ingalls to put stuff on credit. Right. And he's like, I know you're good for it. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it all the time. You remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. And he could not see that his daughter was really a horrible person. Yeah. I know. This he was bad. a sucker is he was, what he was. But he was, always he, good. he was always good for letting them use credit. And I'll do the same as the proprietor of the general store. Oh, that's awesome. We'll, uh, we'll put that on uh, credit and we'll just we'll, we'll have an account for you. And you and, can get and, around to it when you get around to it. You remember when the Angles skipped town and didn't pay the bill, right? Uh-huh. They did? <laughs> I didn't know that. They blew it up. They blew up I the town. I remember they blew up the yeah, town. Yeah. But what was the name of the town? I don't know. Oh, I'm going to say San Francisco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they blew up San Francisco. <laughs> what was the name of what that was it town? L- little yeah well how's it Nick is looking it up right now because that's gonna drive me crazy if I don't Walnut Grove Walnut Grove, Walnut Grove. we little... were good folks here in Walnut Grove who we'll put everything on credit it's yeah. on some uh, some channel now Steve maybe it's me Pluto? TV. no 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 oh. um little house on the prairie and yeah. I was watching an episode two or three weeks ago it was dark man these these yeah, kids were riding into town on a wagon and they were trying to cross uh, go over like this stream across a river whatever the wagon falls off. The kids die, and then they got to report to the cousin that these kids are no longer around. It was like, holy crap! It's a lot more dour than you remember. I, was, I was just like, thought it was just about a little house. Yeah, these people are gonna hang out on the prairie and go to the store. Well, They're come on, dying. In. You can come into the store, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to pull an item down off the shelf. I had a Preston Elliot. Still got his pants on. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about these uh, stupid social media challenges. Oh, uh, one and right after another. We had mentioned the uh, the milk crate challenge uh, last week. Casey brought it up, and I I just I just don't pay him any mind. No, anymore. never mind. But TikTok has banned. 
uh, the milk crate challenge. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's where you you put the you take these milk crates and you you make this pyramid out of them. Eventually, there's one that's like I don't know, like seven or eight crates tall, and you uh, you try to climb up them uh, to the top and then back down on the other side. And uh, they're really unstable, and and they fall. And people, the the wipeouts, it it does not entertain me at no, all. No, watch I them. hate it. Especially, it looks painful. Especially but some people, some of them run down. Uh, some people get off on watching other people get hurt. I guess. Yeah. Marissa, I, <laughs> um, I watched one where, dude, I swear to God, they didn't show later what happens, but. The dude was at the very top of the milk crates, and some other guy comes up and karate kicks the milk crates out from under him. And then dude just went down like a ton of bricks. It's got to hurt. I, I would, it's got to hurt. I, if I was the guy at the top of the milk crates, when I came to my sentencing, and I might actually murder that person that did that to me because well, did that's they, a dick it's, move. Re, it's a total dick move. Yeah. Did TikTok ban the uh, <clears throat> Tide Pod Challenge stuff? I don't know about ah, that. How do you um, enforce a ban like this? Well, I'll explain. Okay, uh, it's kind of weird. So um, they well, let me let me give you a little background first. So here's a uh, a pediatric orthopedic surgeon, uh, George uh, Ganstouds, had said uh, the orthopedic surgeries required to fix problems caused by this fall may under the, uh, uh, caused by this may fall under the umbrella of elective surgeries. Might not want to tempt the trauma gods if you live south of the Mason Dixon. Uh, so he's saying, you know, essentially, you're doing this to yourself. Man. Yeah, yeah. TikTok can't stop people from risking fractures for fun and profit, but it can ban hashtags, which it has done oh, okay. in this particular case. So it's not much that they can do, but it's a little something that they can do. Uh, searching for related hashtags on the app now returns the message, quote, this phrase may be associated with behavior or content that violates our guidelines. Uh, promoting a safe and positive experience is TikTok's top priority. For more information, we invite you to review our community guidelines. So, someone puts up a um, puts up a milk crate challenge video, but doesn't hashtag it at all. They could still get it up there, correct? I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess it, uh, that's a good question, right? Because the way they ban it is if they see the video, they have somebody watch the video and go, "No, that yeah. one can't be on." So, I would have to imagine too, because if you put a video up. And there's no metadata that triggers the algorithm Mm -hmm. because the algorithm can't actually search the video itself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess For content. Or can it? I I don't know. Or is Skynet running it? I I don't understand it at all, Steve, because I don't know how some photos... I mean, in case we talked about it with your photo that you put up on Instagram. Some photos get banned on Instagram seemingly arbitrarily, and women will post, and men, very sexy shots... Some of them get banned and some don't. I don't understand how they are able to police that. It's insane. And even they admit that their algorithms are incredibly wonky and will take off things that are absolutely benign. Right. I mean, the, the kind of stuff, when I click on Twitter, the stuff that's readily available it's, is uh, astonishing. Graphic? Yes. Like, totally graphic. Um, We're watching some of these milk crate things. They does not look pleasant. Not no. even a little bit. Uh, except for the very first one I saw. I was like, oh, this looks like it's kind of easy. Yeah, you seemed excited about it. Because the girl did it, right? Yeah. I, I haven't, I hadn't seen anybody fall. I had only seen somebody have success with it. Marissa, you sent a video uh, over the weekend. I I didn't watch it. Uh, but I guess they were doing a milk crate challenge somewhere <laughs> in the city around here somewhere, like one of the college campuses or something. I got a second here. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, there was an account called Cecil something, and I figured Cecil out. Cecil a bit more. Yeah, it, so it was... Um, 
bunch of temple kids, and there was like 300 kids out in somewhere in Cecil B. Moore just doing the milk milk crate challenge, and one girl out of about 20 made it. Well, let's see if we can start our own TikTok uh, trend, and uh, let's start doing the high-rise belly flop. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Do you and like that? What's what's involved in that? Building has to be more than twenty stories. Okay. And you have to belly flop off. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you have yeah. to land in anything in particular? No. Or just, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Get so, started. Um, my younger <laughs> and people do this yeah. crap. My younger brother is a member at Hidden Hollow uh, Swim Club, and that is right by uh, like Linville Orchards, I believe, owns Hidden Hollow. You sent me there back in the day to do. Uh, to ride my bike off of it back yes, live on yeah, the show. Okay, yeah. I remember that. So they have a, a three-meter platform, uh, a seven-meter platform, and a 10-meter platform. You're not allowed to do dives or flips off of any of those anymore. My little brother did a, uh, off the one-meter springboard, he did a, like a half twist, and he got whistled for that. Like, you're not allowed to do anything off of any of those things anymore. Like a wolf whistle or just a... Yeah, uh, whip, whip. Thank you. I've been working out. <laughs> it's my ass, isn't it? I Gets him every time. No, I, I the amount of um well you from all the diving, you you guys know yeah. the amount of injuries and paralysis that can occur if people aren't diving right or hit the board or or, or dive when it's too shallow. By the way, the app uh, issued a following statement that said TikTok prohibits content that promotes or glorifies dangerous acts, and we remove videos and redirect searches to our community guidelines to discourage such content. We encourage everyone to exercise caution <laughs> in their behavior, whether online or off. Okay. Uh, and as the uh, uh, the orthopedic surgeon said, gravity always wins. It does. So just a heads up on that. But as they say, it's not the fall; it's the landing that'll hurt. Yeah, they're uh, they're they're going to ban those uh, from the uh, from the apps. Well, from the Kathy, you you have one video in the queue ready to go of the Milk Creek Challenge. Are you going to get rid of that now? You're still going to post it. What? Of you doing. Oh. <laughs> right. I did look at it, and I was like, it can't be that hard. Come on. Uh, why are all these people falling? <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see what else we got uh, that we can dust off and have a look at for you this morning. How do you got Casey, how do you pronounce the um, uh, uh, the real estate website VRBO? Is it Verbo? You, it, Verbo. I always said VRBO, and I will continue to say VRBO, but okay. I, on the Verbo? commercials, on commercials, they say Verbo. Yeah, is they it call like, themselves Verbo. Is it like Zillow? It's no, same, it's, it's a lot like concept. it, right? Isn't it? No, no, Verbo is like, um, like, rent, Airbnb. like Airbnb. Yeah. Oh, for rentals, oh. okay. But so. that's actually pronounced Airbnb. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Verbo teamed up with Hasbro, uh, the toy company, really? uh, to create the ultimate Nerf house. Oh, that's oh. cool. Kathy, you got to take, you and Jace, uh, yeah. you got to get this. So it's a gorgeous lake house. It's on the shore of Grand Lake O the Cherokees. Unfortunately, you have to go to northeast Oklahoma to All do right. this. Uh, it's about an hour and a half away from Tulsa. It's outfitted with Nerf toys, blasters, and gear in every corner, as well as bucket ball, Nerf scooters, go-karts, and water trampoline games. Present, I had no idea. That the Nerf arsenal had extended as far as it is right now. It's amazing. I was watching a video. I follow these guys, the Corridor Crew. They're special effects artists on a, <clears throat> on a YouTube channel. And they did basically a, like Nerf Wick, Nerf John Wick. Mm-hmm. And they had, I didn't realize they had all of these very cool Nerf guns. Yeah. Rapid fire, like, you know, all this stuff is amazing. Mm-hmm. They Let me guess, they're very expensive. 
Uh, so I don't know what the story is on how you rent this place uh, yeah. or, or how much it is, to be honest. It yeah. says it's $100 a night. That can't be right. Oh, no. no. It's, no. it's going to be a contest. Well, well, it's going to be a limited availability. There there you go. It's Oklahoma, so maybe right. that's yeah. not unreasonable. Yeah, it yeah. says the stay from September 24th to 26th for $100 per night. Wow. Okay. Uh, the only problem I have with Nerf is the reloading of it all. Like, yep, you know, once you get, yeah, they really need to have an invention. You know, press uh, those little uh, golf ball picker upper thingies yeah. that they have. That, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or some kind of vacuum thing yeah. that could easily suck them all up into a bag or something like that. I know what you're talking Not about. Not even what, a bag, what is the like issue? To, to, open, to put it into a, a clip, you know. Oh, to, to put it in a magazine of some yeah. type? Yeah, I don't know. So once you, once you shoot them, they're just scattered Everywhere. all over the place. Right. And then... It's like, all right, time out. We got to pick up the ammo, and you go around, and, and you're gathering everything up, and that's the laborious process of it, and loading everything as well, too. Um, I I had, uh, and I don't know how prevalent they are now, but at the height of our arsenal that we had in my house, the one that was my favorite was you could you could load up a magazine of like 25 of those, yeah. and then you had a, uh, you air pumped this uh, machine gun, that's awesome. and you could. <laughs> rapid fire it was fantastic it's great because most things you need to you need to cock it each time you shoot it yep uh, but the the nerf guns are they're so much fun uh so Teresa Pearson the vice president of global brand strategy and marketing at Hasbro said we are thrilled to work with Verbo to provide one lucky family with the ultimate Nerf experience. So it's one lucky yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. So I'm looking at it because there's no link to actually find it. Uh, it says Nerf is more than just toys. It's a lifestyle. And Verbo is empowering fans to be immersed in the Nerf lifestyle for one unforgettable weekend. So that's the deal with this. The house is beautiful. It's it got is. its own little waterfall. Yeah, this is stunning. So the massive property can sleep up to 30 guests. Whoa. Features 12 bedrooms, five living areas, and wraparound decks, and have perfect view of the water. While you're not dodging foam projectiles, you can enjoy a little time on the shore for a refreshing swim into the lake, it says. Uh, The home is also featured as the Nerf House Squad Quarters from the new season of the popular Nerf House Showdown series on YouTube. Never heard of this. I don't know that. Nerf House Showdown? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they basically battle each other. It's a oh, yeah. they have buckets of ammo all over the house, Preston. <laughs> Look at this. That's fantastic. Right when you walk through the door, right. there's two yeah. full buckets of Nerf ammo. <laughs> oh, that's outstanding. So what your favorite gun was the rapid fire. Yeah. Did you have a pistol? Honest, my my favorite yeah. my actual if I was gonna have a war with my yeah. sons, my favorite one was the tiniest single shot handgun that i had <laughs> because it would shoot the truest yes it would it would what you aimed at it yeah. went to so i would always pick that thing and i had to load them one at a time but i mean every shot counted and it was great so that was it kind of my favorite and i still have it i kept that one we got that rid of a cool. lot of them that is cool the really big ones the kids like the really big you know sniper things just because they were big right 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 uh, but they they wouldn't shoot did any you, further did you or, win a lot? distance i don't remember yeah <laughs> you know we just did it yeah, I don't think we kept score or anything like that. It was just shoot and run, run and gun, man. God, this house is gorgeous. Steve, I'm watching one of the videos from the uh, Nerf House Showdown yeah. uh, channel on YouTube. Oh, First of all, wow. their sponsor, Verbo, uh, <laughs> and so that's not surprising. But they put together these massive 
uh, obstacle courses, and, and, and this, this one that I'm watching is out on the water. It's really impressive. There's a lot of production value into it. Like tactical ranges and things like yeah. that? Yeah, and, and yeah. It, they it, they make it really look like a, a lot of fun. But they have water courses, courses like that in uh, Stone Harbor, Ocean City. Really, really cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Caroline wants to do that, and I knew that there were some up and down there. Yes, what so is this? I want to go check out. There are these water courses out on the water, all these different... Uh, uh, essentially, these pads that float on top of the water and trampolines, yeah. and, stuff, and you can go and slides, and you can go from and it's out on open water. It's yeah. on the bay side, though, right? Yeah, yeah. it's right yeah. next to the reeds. The one in, yeah. in uh, okay. Stone Harbor is right next because really? the, the ocean yeah. would be too rough. Yeah, oh yeah, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. If she wants to do it, take her either to the Ocean City one, or I believe that there's an even bigger one in. It's either Margate or Longport. Okay, um, the one in Stone Harbor is a little bit small. Okay. Oh, that sounds cool. Nice. Uh, by the way, uh, starting September. First, which is rapidly approaching us tomorrow. Oh my God! Uh, oh no! Verbo, is that tomorrow? No, Wednesday. No, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Day after tomorrow. Uh, Verbo users can book the home for a stay between, as Kathy said, September 24th and 26th. Uh, it's best to mark your calendar because this uh, stay is first come, first serve. So I don't know how they're going to decide. I have no idea. It, the you, one family gets it. So I found the link. Um, you can't book it at all, even for that date. It, you know, it says it's not available, but it does say it's a hundred dollars a night. Well. Th- uh, so obviously you win it, right? I guess. I guess so. That's stupid. All right, let's see what else we got here for you. Uh, I'm going to bring down this item, and tr- this is not me beating up on another radio station. All right, okay? this is me commending uh, the listeners of the Preston Steve Show and WMMR and the Philadelphia region in general. But I saw this; it was forwarded over by Bill Weston. Uh, there's a legendary rock station in Los Angeles, KLOS. Yes, uh, and they had a blood drive, and they wrote in their press release uh, that it is one of the largest media-sponsored blood drives in the country. And uh, they had 14 sites throughout Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and Ventura counties. Wow. And I think they did it over several days. I'm not sure if it was one day or more than, or, or, uh, more than a, a day or two. But nonetheless, 14 locations. And they raised 692 pints of blood. Wow. Okay. So Enough this, for anything. And I just want to say. Are you say kidding me? That the fine people of Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it was Friday. Uh, yeah, it was two days that they did it. The fine people of Philadelphia in one day and one location did over 1,200 pints of blood for Listen, Preston and Steve. I all, believe for Preston and Steve blood drive. And it's all a great cause. It's all yeah. for a great cause. But, I mean, this is an abysmal effort. Yeah. It's not, not even. No, 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 no that's it's, wonderful. It's wonderful. You, you save lives. It is, it yeah, is. Good work. It is, uh, it is not an indictment of the radio station. It's actually an indictment of the people of that city. The horrible and people. clearly Shut the people up. of Philadelphia. Uh, no, I'm saying it. <laughs> Philadelphia people are better than Los Angeles people. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm saying the people of Philadelphia are incredibly generous. Yes. Generous, and I wanted to give you some perspective yes. on how generous you are. The contempt for life that the people of Los Angeles <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. is so staggering. It's embarrassing. And really. disheartening. Yeah. I just, I'm not saying Absolutely. any of that. All right. In fact, I posit the notion that Ed Asner was murdered. <laughs> By the people By of the what? Cool, yeah. cool, bloodless, what? soulless people of Los Angeles. <laughs> because he needed blood, and they were like, you're not getting blood. Yeah. <laughs> Old man. I had no idea. Carl. Well, anyhow, we, we, we congratulate them on their success. But no, that is great. It's uh, it, it, But you're right. It is a great, to put it in perspective, yeah. how wonderful you are for supporting the things that we uh, do and always showing up. I mean, never... That is, the amounts raised for the camp out in the blood drive, mm-hmm. or any of the things, Casey's 
wonderful event over the over the weekend. The, the participation is always mind-boggling. It's most, amazing. Most definitely. And we'll recap that in a little while and find out uh, how the uh, Ben to the Shore event went, Case. But I just wanted to show how yeah. how generous yes. you, yes. the fine people of the City of Brotherly Love and surrounding areas are. Yeah. So thank you for everything. All right, what else? Much better than the murderous people. <laughs> speaking, of murderous, speaking of murderous people. Sirhan Sirhan, the man convicted of assassinating Senator Robert F. Kennedy in 1968, was recommended for parole on Friday after 53 years in prison. He is 78, 77 years old. This is something that I would have thought was a joke if I didn't see the, the yeah. validation on it. And the fact, Preston, that it's causing a rift within the Kennedy family. Yeah, six of the uh, family members are, uh, are 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 against this and two of the family members are for uh, letting him out on parole. Uh, his fate is now in the hands of the California governor. Uh, so he had arrived at the department uh, the California Department of Corrections and Rehab- Rehabilitation in May 1969 after being convicted of first degree murder and assault with the intent to murder. Okay, so there have been a lot of uh, TV shows and movies that um were like, well, what if uh, Kennedy this not this one, but JFK hadn't been assassinated. There was a uh, that uh, it was a Stephen King book and stuff like that. What yeah. if he became a super soldier? Uh, no, not that, but what I want to yeah, ask I'm is very strong. What I don't know about Robert Kennedy is who was he potentially going to go uh, up against in the president? Who was involved in that? Uh, yeah, and in that campaign, and who how else? could that if he had won and become president, how could that have potentially change the landscape Listen, of this there, country. There are all sorts of things that that are in play. Um, you know, the and the Kennedy family has they're all they're well, I'll tell it, you, it's almost beyond. So yeah. Lyndon Baines Johnson was the president at the time, and he decided he was not going to seek re-election. He, you know, he could have. He, yeah. he, he became president when uh, Kennedy was assassinated, and he could have run for re-election again in 68. He decided that he wasn't going to, mostly because of the Vietnam War. And then uh, there were two Democratic nominees that were front runners. Robert Kennedy was one, and then Hubert Humphrey ended up getting the nomination. Hubert Humphrey ended up losing the election to Richard M. Nixon, who became president in 1969. There well, you go. Okay. There okay. you go. Okay. So a lot could have changed. By the way, fun fact, my first cat was named Hubert after Hubert Humphrey. Really? It just seemed like a fun name. Hubert is a great name. Did you call him Hubie? Uh, Hubie, yeah, yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah, it's interesting Uh, that that the fact, I mean, again, I have clear memories. of We were living for a brief period in California at the time, and I, I remember my mother waking me up, turning on the radio, which was in my room, and only to hear that Robert Kennedy had been assassinated. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, Case, I wonder if there have been any uh, what if mm-hmm. type of uh, stories done about Robert Kennedy. Right. They've, obviously, they've done it about uh, uh, JFK several times. Right. Um, but none that I know of. I'm of my there own. was one that posited the notion, what if Nixon did not win the election and the Iron Sheik did? Okay. <laughs> and then everybody would be called jabronis. That's his big word, by and, the way. <laughs> <laughs> but that seemed less viable, you know, because he had no interest in politics whatsoever. Okay. Yeah. And who? And by the way, who nominated him? Who nominated him? He wasn't even born in this country. He can't be president. That's what makes it so crazy. Well, his character wasn't born. No, he, he was not. No, I oh, believe really? he was born in Iran, right? I, I don't know. Yeah. I he had was? to look it up, too. Okay. That's <laughs> what makes it so absurd. Right. That's. 
That's what makes it so absurd. <laughs> but he now lives in Fayetteville, Georgia. Yeah. Yes, yes oh, which is great, kind of like little Iran. Yeah, he's a great follow on on uh, <laughs> is he on Twitter? Yeah, he does not give one f. No, no, oh. no actually, he gives lots of f's on Twitter. <laughs> he gives them out. There yeah. is no, there is out. nothing that is considered politically incorrect in his. Uh, yeah, yeah, he'll just pop on there. Go, hey, everybody, uh, I think today is a great day to go f yourselves. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna we'll have to wait and see what the governor has to say about um, uh, about Sirhan Sirhan and whether or not uh, he will uh, you know change or end his potential uh, probation or parole. I'm sorry, I should say. So uh, that happened over the weekend. What else is here? Um, hey, Mister. Let me see. That little kid's annoying, isn't he? How about this? A um. This is an interesting story. Uh, very few people would post things like their weight on a dating website, but a guy named Colin O'Brien isn't shying away from the truth in his quest to find love. The 29-year-old created his own website in a genuine attempt to meet new people, and essentially he has created his own dating site, but just with one person. It's him. <laughs> so he posted a link to datecolinobrien.com less than a week ago on a Facebook group called Date Ideas and Things to Do in St. Louis. All right. Uh, the post is already uh, has more than like 4,000 likes and thousands of comments. Uh, the post said, it's a revolutionary new dating service with just one eligible bachelor, <laughs> me. I love it. Uh, he says he has already heard from nearly 200 eligible women and has 13 dates lined up. Oh, that's good. great. Good for yeah. him. Good for him. Absolutely. I want to see how many of those dates become second dates. Yep. Uh, he said uh, people have been awesome. It hasn't been nothing cringy or embarrassing. Nothing mean. Uh, people haven't been uh, ha- haven't been taking advantage of it. It's been genuinely people who want to meet and think it's a funny idea. O'Brien said that he and his friend uh, that he and his friend had been joking about making a dating app where there was only one eligible bachelor, <laughs> and they toyed the idea for years. And O'Brien finally decided to make it happen with a website. So he created. He couldn't do an app, right? But he did. Uh, he did a website, and essentially, it's a dating website. But you can only date him. I mean, that's a great idea. Sometimes I think about if if I were dating in this day and age with the apps and with all that stuff. And I, I, I try to figure, would it be good or would it be bad? And I always come down on the decision, it would be bad. Well, I'm talking to a friend of mine currently who went through a divorce uh, uh, really? about, about a year ago. And his exact words, I can't really say on the air. <laughs> and, I, and I hadn't talked to him in uh, about a year and a half or so. And I said, you know, what's it been like? He goes, dude, these dating apps are insane. <laughs> he goes, and I'll paraphrase. Yeah. I'm getting more hoo-hoo than oh I've God. ever gotten in my life. Really? He's just, he's, he goes, dude, they just want to F. Yeah. Is he? Okay. Uh, he's my age. Is he attractive? He's, he's a good-looking guy. Okay. But he's not extraordinarily good-looking. He's, right. he's he's a good-looking guy. He's not, you don't look at him and go, oh, right. my God. Yeah. I got to nail this. He is getting laid constantly. Really? He's good-looking enough. Now he's he said that it it's usually it's usually just that though like a casual bang and it's pretty so and and he is now dating someone he's finally found somebody right. that he's been dating for a few months now but leading up to that it was just boom and boom does, does boom, he suggest boom, that he's loving it dude that the dynamic is that the woman is basically right from the get go this is physical just looking for something let's just do yep. it wow mm-hmm. wow steve i disagree i think you do just fine and and the reason why is that i think your approach would be i'm going out to meet people and say hi and if it works out and yeah. I, I i have a, a romance with this person cool if not 
you're really good at meeting people, and and you would take it in a way that would be like, all right, I didn't fall in love with this person. At least we had a nice dinner or whatever. No, I see that because that's actually how I approached dating when I finally met yeah. my wife. And so it's, it's all in the approach. One of my best friends from college, he he was on dating apps for a long time, and he just went out with a lot of different people yeah. with zero expectations. And and, and That's meeting, the way. Yeah, and, he, and now he's in love, and he's doing just fine. But, you know, I, I think that if you go in thinking, oh, I'm going to do this and fall in love immediately, it's like dating and feel, falling in love immediately. So, like, 17... 17- a 27-year-old Preston hears this and goes, my God, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, would this be awesome? Me now is like, this would be a, a real pain in the ass. When am I going to golf? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the sex is getting in the way of my golf. <laughs> my, my balls hurt. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, so so speaking to my, my one buddy, it's, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, man. How long has he been in this mode? Uh, it's been... At least a year and a half. All right. Yeah. And no signs of abating. Uh, no. Mm. Does he use one specific app? I didn't ask. Okay. Does I'm he use one really, condom? I'm not really sure. He uses the same condom. He <laughs> does a wash and repeat type of thing, but yeah. <laughs> Whatever works. You, well, you hand wash. So yeah. You got to save money yeah. somewhere. Dude, if you're getting laid that much, yeah. you got to cut corn. You gotta, right. Yeah. I yeah. hand wash my condoms. Yeah. yeah. And he used to be a master abater, yeah. and now he doesn't have to anymore. Badoom choom. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you for that courtesy laugh I just got. That was a courtesy grumble. It was a... Uh, <laughs> I don't care what you say. Kathy Romano says... Casey says... I don't care what you say. Uh, anyhow, if you want to date uh, Colin O'Brien, you, mm. you go to his website now. All right, one more thing. And we're going to go to the pet department. Love the pet department. Of the store this morning. Uh, female octopuses apparently throw things at approaching males to prevent them from attempting to mate with them, according to scientists. That's what my pet octopus does. Uh, video footage of eight-legged marine beasts taken at uh, Octopolis in Jervis Bay oh, off the coast octopus. of New South Wales and Australia revealed the bizarre behavior. Apart from humans, only a few species... Uh, including chimpanzees, have been found to hurl projectiles at other members of their own species. But the manner in which octopuses hurl objects at encroaching neighbors is ingenious, making use of their powerful siphon, which can eject water at great speed. While they normally use this for a speed burst while hunting or to avoid predators, uh, they've learned to re- uh, repurpose their siphon and shoot a jet of water at an object that they pinch between two of their tentacles and essentially shoot it at some at, at another uh, like an underwater super soaker. Uh, but but they're they're shooting an object. They'll take like a shell, Steve, ah. and they'll use that jet blast to shoot it at at another octopus. I tell you what, man, they are they are brilliant, brilliant. Uh, they're they're just amazingly resourceful. There was a show that uh, Discovery had, and they. They were sort of trying to follow the evolutionary path of man and where we might be in 50,000 years or, or right. whatever. And and really, <laughs> they had us evolving into something similar to an octopus. Wow. Yeah. Okay. The uh, documentary on Netflix, My Octopus Teacher, was really good. But um, something that, and maybe, I don't know if this is all of us, but are we made to believe that um, octopus, octopi, whatever, are... Bit are large. They're, the majority of them are small. Right. Mm-hmm. They can, like, like, it, they're, they're always depicted as these big, big, huge. You're yeah. talking about a squid. A squid can get enormous. 
No, there are some octopus that could be like, I don't know, the size of your torso. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but for the most part, when they're you like see close-ups, yeah, when, yeah. You, when you see shots, yeah, they're, they're pretty small. They're small. I saw one in the wild. It was about the size of a, like a hubcap. In St. John? Is that in St. John, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was about what I had to gauge with. Uh, so to that, that seemed giant to me when I saw it in the water. Yeah. You know so what I mean? The, the ones off of the Pacific Northwest are a little bit larger. Those are the big ones? Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, But they're, they're amazing. Yeah. I mean, and they're... Uh, here you go, Kathy. Here's a picture of a... Uh, on the screen here, it's it's, it's larger than these kids. That's what I mean. Like, you, you think that it's that big, but the, yeah. the majority of them are not. Yeah. Uh, so, mostly the projectiles that they use are held between the two forward-facing tentacles, uh, but the cephalopods sometimes also used other combinations of tentacles to help their aim. Uh, they have fine-tuned this process and become highly effective, able to send projectiles several body lengths and careening into a desired target. Do they wow. ever use Nerf guns? <laughs> no, but that's a great idea. So this is when a when an amorous um, suitor is making a play. Yep, this is how they repel them. Yep, and the, the how many women could use this at bars around the city? Uh, the preferred weapon of choice was silt, as opposed to shells or algae. However, when looking at all aspects of octopus behavior, shells were the most common choice. So they actually throw stuff, and they they use that jet. That stream, that siphon to shoot that object at their—that's uh, pretty crazy. Their target, their right. ability cool. to camouflage. Oh my god, is that's amazing! So insane. People, yeah. th- people think it's fake. It looks like science fiction. Yeah. The reason I saw the octopus that I did in St. John in the first place is we were just um, uh, we were just uh, snorkeling. Um, is this brilliant flash of red? Yeah, popped up below me, and it was just like phew, it just like flamed up. Wow. I'm like, what the hell mm-hmm. is that? And I saw that it was an octopus, and it, I guess it was using its color to scare me away or yes. something like that. Uh, but, um, yeah, they're amazing animals, no question. Um, all right, and that's all we have time for. Looking at the clock here, we got to close, gang. I'm sorry. We're not open for very long. Close and early today. Got to make sure we get the bizarre filing. That is correct. So, But thank you for stopping by the store, the general store. We appreciate it. We'll do it another time. Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs> uh, we'll take a break and be back with the Bizarre File. We still have to hear all about Casey's adventure this weekend. Yes. Bend to the Shore bike tour and more. So stay put. And we got a contest I believe we're going to do this morning with some giveaways. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact me, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve show. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. With more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm just grabbing some snacks. Snacks. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let's do the bizarre five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Five. And it is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. A judge has ordered a Western Michigan couple to pay $30,441 to their son because they got rid of his porn. This is a follow-up story. So did they estimate that that was the value of the porn they got rid of? Yeah, so the That's judge... That's a heavy collection. Uh, the judge, uh, Paul, uh, Judge Paul Mooney's decision this week came eight months after David Working, 43 years old, won a lawsuit against his parents. He said that they had no right to throw out his collection of films, magazines, and other items. Working had lived at their home for 10 months after a divorce before moving to Muncie, Indiana. Where the K-Parker videos alone are worth $10,000. The judge followed the value uh, set by an expert and Working's parents also, <laughs> outside of the thirty grand they have to pay him, they have to pay their... Son's attorney, $14,500. This is astonishing mm-hmm. that they were able to set a dollar amount on the point. Was it everything from, was it just magazines or videos or it says, Blu-rays, things uh, like that? Well, uh, let me see where I said here. It was the magazines and, uh, uh, yeah, it's a collection of films, a magazine, and okay. other items. Other says. items. So uh, after moving to Indiana, working <laughs> learned that his professions, uh, his possessions were missing uh, and apparently his dad had sent an email, frankly, David, I did you a big favor getting rid of all this stuff. Where the hell's my John Holmes Chia pet? <laughs> yeah, so he got rid of it. Oh, so you put the, the seeds yeah, the, on the balls. The, and the penis goes. <laughs> okay, I got it. A 33-year-old man is facing charges after allegedly biting a Vancouver police dog on Thursday. This is man bites dog. dog. This is the story. Yeah. Uh, officers responded to a social housing complex that houses women and children. Police said a man had allegedly threatened several people and kicked in a residence door. He fled when police arrived, but officers located him. Uh, the suspect allegedly resisted arrest and bit police service dog Mondo, which was assisting in the arrest. The arrest. Now it's Mondo's turn. Uh, with the help from the injured dog, officers were able to gain control of the man and place him in handcuffs. The suspect was bitten by... Uh, the police dog during the arrest and treated to the hospital. Uh, Mendo has minor injuries, and police said that they are recommending multiple charges against the suspect. I mean, what do you do, though? I mean, essentially, you are being attacked by a dog. Yeah. And it hurts. And you your, know what your, I mean? Like, your, your instinct is to defend yourself. Yes, right. I understand. Yeah. I mean, and I know that it's an officer of the law. Right. Right. It's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, A Georgia man was recently sentenced to 25 years in prison after he devised a plan to kidnap his his ex-wife in a bid to win her back. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, listen to this. It turns out I love you. The district attorney's office in Georgia identified the man as 36-year-old Rodney William Metzer. Metzer admitted to 14 charges related to an attack on his ex-wife that included kidnapping, assault, threatening her with a handgun, and leaving her bound with homemade zip-tie handcuffs. So Metzger's... Metzer's arrest followed a January 1st incident at the home of Metzer's ex-wife. When officers spoke to Metzer, he said he had just arrived at the residence and found his ex-wife 
lying on the deck and zip-tied with a pillowcase over her head. Mm-hmm. Officers first believed that Metzer was a concerned family member. Uh, but investigators discovered a much different story from what Metzer had told them. Before the January 1st incident, Metzer tried to restore his relationship with his ex-wife, but she refused, prompting him to break into her house wearing a mask and displaying a gun. When he spoke to her, he disguised his voice. He hit her with the butt of his gun and tried to strangle her two times. He zip-tied her hands, assaulted her, placed a pillowcase over her head, and dragged her to the deck. Why wouldn't but, she want this guy? Well, she, like she doesn't know. She doesn't know it's him. Okay, oh, right. so so he's he's wearing a mask and he's right. disguising his voice and all right. this stuff. So he's trying to to be the hero. Okay, mm. so oh my god, Metzer told his ex-wife if she moved from the deck that she would be shot. He then returned to his residence. Uh, to change his clothes, and then he went back to her home, which is when he called police. This is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sheriff found a handgun in Metzer's apartment, as well as zip ties that matched the ones found on his ex-wife. Additionally, investigators saw Metzer on surveillance video carrying a package of zip ties while leaving a local <laughs> Lowe's store. Metzer's cell phone and laptop search history revealed to investigators he had searched the topic such as how long before you starve to death, how to change the sound of your voice, and how long it takes to choke someone unconscious. Well, that's kind of damning, isn't it? The district attorney called Metzer a master manipulator. In the days leading up to his attack, uh, he faked a cancer diagnosis in an attempt to gain sympathy from his ex-wife. And when that didn't work, he created a convoluted plan that the investigators in this case and their office truly believe involved a plot to kill her and then himself. When he couldn't go through with that plan, he instead devised a new plan to rescue her. New plan. Fortunately, sheriff, the sheriff's investigators saw through the scheme, and they quickly arrested the defendant. Metzer was sentenced to 70 years, the first 25 years to be served in confinement, and the remaining 45 to be served on probation. Wow. Imagine that level of fixation on someone. Mm-hmm. That, it, that, that, that lunatic level. Yeah, that's a stalker level. Yeah. Big time, yeah. Uh, and then one more story. A woman arrested for pleasuring herself with a vibrator on a Georgia beach told police that she did not think anyone witnessed her self-pleasure <laughs> session because, quote, it only took her 20 seconds to get off. You said you guys see that all the time down at the shore, right? <laughs> sure. Uh, responding to a 5.30 p.m. report of a woman performing a sexual act on the beach, uh, police said uh, last month they interviewed a witness who said the female suspect placed a towel on the sand and then opened her backpack and removed what looked like a vibrator. I get off. Uh, the woman, the witness told police, began using her apparent vibrator to pleasure herself. Adding I that, get she, off. that she could hear her moaning. After about five minutes, a woman gathered her belongings and parted. The witness, cops noted, recorded the suspect's actions. A review of the video showed the suspect, who was wearing a one-piece green bikini, retrieve, retrieve an unknown item from her backpack... Uh, the woman then spreads her legs apart and puts both of her hands in between her legs. Do they still have those dildo vendors going up and down the beach? Uh, investigators subsequently located the suspect, Christina Revels Glick, at a nearby restaurant. Uh, she reportedly admitted to pleasuring herself at the beach with the vibrator. And advised, she was advised that uh, she had put it between her legs and it was covered with a towel. And she believed that no one saw her. When Glick was later booked for indecent exposure and disorderly conduct, she uttered that she was sorry for what she did and that she did not think anyone saw her because it only took her 20 seconds. You think you probably could hide something like that. She had to be a little bit more obvious than she thought she was. I guess so. 
And also, there's an incorrect term here. It says one-piece green yeah. bikini. Threw me off. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. I don't care for that. A one-piece is not a bikini. What, no. A one-piece what? One-piece green bikini. Doesn't one, exist. One-piece and bikini are... A bikini it's is a two-piece. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on, man. People! I'd have an issue with that more than a woman spreading her legs and shoving something down there. <laughs> I'd love to see that at the beach. Someone having a good time is what the beach is meant for. All right, and that's what I have in the bizarre file for you at this point in time. We are going to take a break. Don't forget, new Word of the Week prize this week, Guns N' Roses tickets. They're going to be playing at the Hard Rock, and we are also going to set you up with a hotel room for the night as well. Excellent. Uh, that show will be on September 12th, all right? So... Uh, tickets are on sale now. We will be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Does your skin suffer from mask fatigue? Bell Essence makes natural, organic, vegan, and certified cruelty-free products that give your skin the nutrition it needs to be healthy and look its best. We manufacture locally right here in Philadelphia, and you can order online at bellessence.com. That's B-E-L. E-S-S-E-N-C-E dot com and every order includes free shipping and free sample. Next message. Hey MMR listeners, this is Burke with Jacenco Generator Service. We service generators located in eastern PA and Philly, as well as Central and South Jersey. We are a small local business that makes getting reliable generator service easy. Give us a call today at 732-534-1023 schedule a free evaluation. Mention Preston and Steve for a 10% discount or Kenny Knight for a 15% discount. Our number again is 732-534-1023 and thanks a million Preston and Steve show. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonandSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. My text in said, Nick has a, sh- a story to share. The- you guys teased it last week. Make sure you don't forget. Okay. All right. Noted. We're going to do that. But first, we have to talk about an amazing accomplishment. Mm. The Bend to the Shore uh, bike tour happened this weekend. And I have a question for Casey. Yeah. Are you more at ease after this is over or the Camp Out for Hunger is over? Because both require a lot of extra work from you. Okay. uh, That is a a great question. (laughs) And I would have to say... I feel more at ease after the camp out for hunger. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, that is a, a long week, a, a taxing week, and many, many uh, long uh, weeks leading up to that. And um, so you've been, I, you worked this yeah. you this event case. Uh-huh. You've been having to deal with your largest turnout, which is a wonderful thing. Your team was the biggest ever. Right. But every morning, you know, you were hand wringing and trying to pull it all together. So yeah. you were vocal. It's it's yeah, and well, it's phenomenal. There, so the, the the team has grown exponentially over the years, and this was our largest team, the most money we raised as a team. Um, and so it, it is important to me to make sure that um, it's like hosting a party. You want everybody that comes to your home. To have a good time, right. right? You don't want anybody leaving going, well, that sucked. Or, you know, I could have, you know, done, you know, more with my time than, you know. So that's how I feel with this. Even though this isn't my ride, you know, this yes. is this is the Families Behind the Badge Children's Foundation's ride. This is, you know, this is um, the Irish pub. Like, that's it's their ride. But these 125, 126 riders 
are uh, my responsibility and their happiness and contentment is my responsibility. Well, they they joined your team specifically for yeah. you know because you were the one um, encouraging them to do so. The picture of the team all in one shot was pretty impressive. It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. By the way, it's a 65-mile bike ride, if you're not uh, aware of the Bend of the Shore. Yeah. Uh, it used to be called... It used to be called Tour de Shore. Tour de Shore. And it would it, start yeah. at the Irish Pub at 20th and Walnut and go to the Irish Pub in Atlantic City. And so things have changed, and now we start right at the base of the Ben Franklin Bridge, and you go to, you know, almost the, to the boardwalk by uh, the Showboat Casino in Atlantic City. So it's, it's still... Uh, uh, roughly 65 miles right. of a ride. And you, sir, did it in three hours and 42 minutes? Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Average speed of 17.4 miles an hour. That's hauling ass for I was, 65 miles. I was cruising for a while there. Now, so the I my move time was roughly three hours and 43 minutes, but right. the, the totally elapsed time <clears throat> from the time that I started my Strava app yeah. Which, you know, in the very beginning, you're just kind of crawling to get out of the corrals. And then it's, you, you're really not riding until you get onto the bridge. Um, but my total move time was about three hours and 48 minutes. Okay. But still, I, and my, my so, goal was to do it in less than four hours. For the bulk of it, you, as Preston said, you were booking, which yeah. is pretty amazing. I, but but was, you've been training hard. I have been training hard. And, and you know, we uh, we got a little bit lucky with wind and, and, and all weather. That. And it's cool. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no. It rained. Did it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely raining. And um, so, uh, and but I loved it. You know, I talked to, and I want. I need to thank and, and shout out a, a bunch of people here. So the the ride, the goal for the entire ride was to raise a million dollars. And right now we're at $1,056,000. Wow. Oh, my yeah. God. That's great. So, so big, big shout out and congratulations to Mark O'Connor, who uh, started this whole thing however many years ago, 35 years ago. He's, uh, you know, the proprietor of uh, Irish Pub Philadelphia. Uh, also, Ashley Gallagher and Amanda Wozniak. Those guys are the, are the real driving force behind this ride. But, um I forget where I was going with this. Uh, oh, about so, the rain. About the was, rain. But I was yeah. talking to Mark afterwards, and he was concerned, like, hey, you know, was, was the rain a bummer? I go, dude, for me, and I can only speak for me, I love the rain. I thought it was great, and, and I didn't feel um, uh, unsafe, right. you know, and I, it was sure under my wheels, and I was, I felt really, really good. I was surprised with... How much it didn't affect my speed, right? I got caught um, caught up with a, with a nice Peloton, and we were cruising for like good 15, 20 miles, you know, just and, – and the way the Peloton works is somebody leads, right, and then you have a whole bunch of riders behind them. And so the riders behind the leader, it just it's, – it's easier. It's easier to pedal because all the wind resistance is sort of, you know, taken out of uh, uh, um, existence. And so – and then once that rider's done, you know, maybe he, he or she might go for three, four, maybe five minutes – they then uh, go off into the back, and then the second in line, they take over. And, and so we did that for a while. And Matt Cord part of your team as well? He is. Yeah. He is. And so, he was sorry. also very excited at his time. I don't he know what it was, be. but he was – apparently he did a, uh, in like a, maybe a record for him. So he, uh, along with me and, and my friend Patty Ann, um, we were all aiming to go under four hours, and, and he uh, was able to do it on, in under four hours. Excellent. So. Ah, nice. Awesome, yeah. So shout out to Matt Cord, Patty Ann, Chuck D'Amico. Chuck D'Amico was my riding partner like all summer long, and so Chuck was able to do it with our friend Kevin, my cousin Bob. Bob let me stay at his place on uh, Saturday night. By the way, we overslept. <laughs> we overslept. Uh, it's I so slept. weird. Well, yeah. it's not my fault. I was, um, Bob's a responsible person. <laughs> right. And so I didn't set an alarm because Bob is going to wake me up. Bob, Bob lives in the city? Bob lives in the city. Right. Yeah, Bob's office is big in my office. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, that's from Big. That's from Big. Uh, yeah. So Bob lives by the art museum, and he, I was, I wanted to be at the ride by six fifteen. He woke me up at five or six, and I was like, <laughs> what? "Oh, I know, I know." So he accidentally overslept, but uh, so the morning got started off sort of on the wrong foot. Was Bob riding too? Bob was riding too. Um, but we, we got there, uh, the picture was at 6.30, it was important to get there for the, for the picture with all the riders, uh, and then once the picture got taken and I got all settled and everything, I just, you know, I settled into the corral and we just started going. Uh, the, the rain was awesome, but the problem with the rain, Steve, is when you're riding over a bridge that has those, those grates, you know, press, those drawbridges, the grates Mm -hmm. get really, really slippery, so as we're going over into Atlantic City, there was an ambulance at the top of the bridge because somebody hit the grates and went down like a ton of bricks. And uh, and so when we got to that final bridge, we actually had to stop at the top and walk across the bridge yep. because it was so unsafe. Yeah, that's probably the smart move. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was very, very happy with my time. I was very happy with uh, with what our team was able to do as far as fundraising. Uh, as of right now, we're at fifty two thousand seven hundred sixty one dollars raised, the most we've ever raised. Uh, shout out to uh, Wheels of Justice, who are uh, just over $79,000 raised. And then the Jim Thorpe is in second place with just over $63,000 raised as a team. You're a competitor. I mean, at the beginning yeah. of this, you remember, it was really slight. Oh, yeah. And you were building. Uh-huh. And, just wanted uh, to finish. Yeah, just, just wanted to finish. finish. And here you are hey. now at the lead uh, level of the pack. Yeah. Case, how fast can a really good rider do uh, that ride? Oh. <sighs> God, uh, I don't even know. Uh, three hours, maybe. Three hours? Maybe, maybe a little bit less than three hours. I have to figure out. Because I, I was booking it, you know, um, average 17 and a half miles per hour. You got to figure if somebody's doing, I don't know. People can go like 25 at a, wow. a full-on clip. Like, you know. Um, That's so moving. That is really, really moving. But there was one guy, Steve. Uh, he's on our team. His name is Sean Smith. He did the entire ride on a unicycle. No kidding. Yep. And, 65 uh, miles. So he started, there, there's a 65-mile ride and there's well, a 50-mile ride. He so was going 17 miles an hour? No. No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah. Uh, so he started. Yeah, the whole team doesn't stay together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So he um, he started in New Jersey, so his ride was 50 miles, which is nothing to sneeze at, especially yeah. on a unicycle. But as I was leaving, because I, I had to book out of there, and, and, and so I left uh, around 1230. Sean Smith was coming over across the finish line at that time. So, uh, dude, I, I passed him at one point. And I was like, I don't know how this guy's ever going to finish. But he, it, this isn't his first time. This is like third, fourth, maybe fifth time doing it. 50 miles on a unicycle. On a unicycle. That's mm. absolutely insane. How long did it take for them to pull it out of his ass? Well, you know what's crazy is he actually finished before a lot of people. Wow. You know? So I saw That's him coming. Be depressing. Yeah, I saw him coming across the finish line. And then and after him, there were, you know. Sure. But listen, there are, there are four rest stops. So, you know, a lot of people will take their times at the rest stop. Me, I, I, I only stopped at two rest stops. Just to fill up on Gatorade and water and and go. All right, yeah. it was like basically gas and go. So because I was, I really wanted to try and finish in under four hours. So. But well done, man! Congratulations, yeah, yeah dude, that's Thank huge. You. Yeah, good for you. So uh, I'm hoping. So we we ran out of jerseys. I'm hoping to maybe order some more jerseys this week. And I want to talk to Eric Simon to see if there's any way we can make them available for sale. Uh, and you know maybe we can add those uh, funds to our uh, fundraising total. So mm. uh, stay tuned for for that information and later so this now, week. Now, do you begin the process of planning for next year? Well, yeah, yeah, I'm going to, so I uh, I learned a lot this year, and I want to make next year better, I want to make it more, I want to make it run smoother, especially at the the very end where it, it comes time for packet and bib pickup, 
you know, that's where it starts to get like a, a little wonky. So I want to be better at that because there, uh, you know, a couple of people didn't uh, get jerseys and I want to make sure that everybody is happy and, and content and I want everybody to get jerseys. And so there, there's uh, definitely a lot to, to clean it. off of this. But yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I also set a goal for this year of uh, total cycling miles to be at uh, 27, 27, 2,727 miles. And that is in honor of the Headstrong Foundation, who is one of our sponsors. So I'm only at 1,300 miles uh, cycled this summer or so, this, this year. Well, maybe so. this weekend you can. <laughs> I, I definitely need to get back on my thousand. bike. Uh, also, <laughs> I saw John Dorenzi, by the way. He ah, said to say hi to you guys. Ah. So Dorenzi and uh, Michelob Boltra is a huge sponsor of the team. So thank you to, to those guys. Thank you to Pinocchio's Pizza as well as Keswick Cycles. Nice. Congratulations. Right. Yeah. 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 Team Rock and Rollers and uh, the Bend to the Shore. And uh, Casey works really, 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 really hard on that behind the scenes. So just want to give you a heads up on that. All right, now on to Nick McWayne and his story. <laughs> We've been waiting on this one. That uh, he wanted to share with us. And uh, this takes place in Colorado? Yeah, so my parents spent about half the year out in Colorado. My youngest brother, Josh, moved out there uh, two or three years ago. And my other brother, Adam, was out there visiting last week on business. And so my dad had had a rough week. He was in the hospital. He's, he's much better now. Good, glad um, to hear that. Yeah, but he he had this uh, weird condition where he wasn't able to digest anything, and uh, it was it actually like caused hypoxia. It was weird, right? So it was a, a crummy week for the poor guy. He's in his seventies, and uh, the good news is that he was able to get out on uh, Friday or Saturday of last weekend. And so my brother Adam is there visiting, and my brother Josh is there. And to celebrate my dad getting out of the hospital, they're like, "Let's all go out to dinner." And uh, you know, we're going to go out in downtown Denver and uh, and have a nice time as a family, which is obviously a great idea. So they go and they sit down at this restaurant, and it has outdoor seating. It's right outside of a hotel. And uh, uh, they're looking around, and, you know, you just people watching while you're outside in Denver. There's a lot to see and do. And uh, they notice one person walking by in a, in a costume, <laughs> in a, sort of dressed up in a funny way. And they realize, well, that person's dressed up, um, I guess that's a furry. <laughs> and uh, they're wearing a, a, a fox costume. And then another person goes walking by, dressed up as a, a groundhog. And then another person goes <laughs> as a beaver. And my dad turns to my brother Adam and he goes, what's up with the bunnies? And my, my brother Adam was like, oh, dad, I think these are... I think these are furries. And so then both of my brothers have to explain to my father what a what a furry is. Right. And so uh, now they realize that uh, the hotel where they're having a meal um, also is housing a furry convention. Oh, my God. So that is great. Yeah. So he, <laughs> furries, I think, are, are fascinating. And, and there are different uh, degrees to which you can be a furry. And so my family took it upon themselves to learn about the furry community and what it really is, it's not really remotely sexual. I think that there are elements there are of offshoots. There yes. are offshoots, right? Yeah. But the, the furry people that were there were all kind of gathering just to hang out. And uh-huh. it, it's be, it's become this community. And so um, my brother Adam uh, sat down at the bar, and there were a whole bunch of furries sitting there as well. And uh, they, got, they got to chatting. And oh, wow. the way that they described themselves <clears throat> is that they felt like when they were kids... They were kind of nerds. They were kind of introverts. They didn't really have a sense of community. And somehow, along the path of life, they realized that dressing up like this helps them find that community. And so they ended up hanging out with each other. And this this furry community ended up, uh, and, and the, the convention that they had there this weekend 
was in the thousands. There so, were that many people dressed up like this. Did your dad feel sort of a, a kindred spirit with them? Because he had been a member of the Manson family. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, he was seeking and a sense of community as well sort of, they, back in the day. Right. Yeah. You guys remember when we had the uh, the belly flop contest and there was a furry uh, yes. match? I took some pictures with a few of them. And what did you think? On my way out. Oh, well, first of all, the costumes were freaking awesome. Yes. <laughs> I was blown away by what I saw. I'm like, that is badass. Because it wasn't like, you know, oh, you're, you know, you're being... You know, a raccoon. Yeah, something yeah, like it. It right. was really unique stuff I had never right. seen before. Um, and I, to be honest, I saw, I kind of saw uh, socially awkward people. Yes, is what I thought. I think and, that's and, and, part. And I had, and I had a, um, I had compassion uh, for them that they that this is how they hang out and be social. That's exactly that's how my brother got. From yeah, it. and 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 realized that like this <clears> is this <throat> sense of community, and we may look at it on the outside and they're like, oh, what a bunch of weirdos or freaks or losers or whatever. And it's not that at all. It's this. It's people that have sort of an odd predilection towards dressing up like stuffed animals, mm-hmm. but they have fun while doing it. And who am I to judge people having fun so, like that? So they're not robbing liquor stores, <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. But how are they communicating? They're huge costumes with big mask heads that go on. Apparently, talking to one another is a bit of an issue. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's why it's so great they don't have to communicate. Yeah. So uh, when Adam was sitting at the bar, um, they uh, all of the furries that, that were hanging out with them, they all took their heads off so they could they could talk. But while uh-huh. they're in the um, in the convention portion of it, you're not really supposed to remove the head. So you're just walking around. So you're just kind of walking around. That's exactly right. Hey, and real quick, a follow-up uh, on, on the thing about the, the, the belly flop. Somebody just texted in and said they had a furry convention at the Valley Forge Casino about two weeks ago, which is probably when we would have been had doing belly flop. Then, wow. So it must coincide with the same date because that's where we do it. That's where we do the belly flop. Kind so of. how prominent is, because we are, I'm sorry, Kathy, uh, this, that subsect, because the first introduction I had to the world of furries was sexually well, based. That's what I was going to yeah. ask. What, right. What's the sexual nature of it? So, I, from what Adam was telling me, and I, I talked to him and my dad about it over the weekend, uh, none of these people that that had nothing to do with it. You know, it, there were there were people that ended up being boyfriends and girlfriends and, and right. whatever. But like this was not that at all. So it's I not a fetish. That, no, it's, it's not a fetish. And and so that there is that plushy community which exists. Right. And oh. they, plushies they, are very different than furries. Plushies Ooh. bang stuffed animals, correct? Yeah. Well, and I believe that there are <laughs> listen. I'm, There's I'm some speak- sense of that too, right? Yeah, and, and, yeah. and there are plushies, Steve, that bang each other, and so, oh my uh, God. yeah. And so okay. there are. Listen, you can. It's like the whatever that rule thirty four is or whatever. You can apply porn to anything. You can yeah. you can find sexual sexual uh, outlets for anything, oh, yeah. including plushies. But Nick, this this convention was not at all sexual. Somebody oh. somebody wants to remind us that wasn't it you that made a sexually suggestive comment to someone you worked with that was wearing a flur- fluff- <laughs> furry outfit at the time? <laughs> I relayed that story to my girlfriend this weekend because I don't think she'd ever heard it. I was uh-huh. dressed up as Cookie Mouse. And it, was, it was my job for the day. And uh, this poor girl, I was, I guess, 23 or 24. And this poor girl, it was either her first or second day. And in my defense, there's no defense, but in my defense, uh, amongst all of my friends, the way that we would greet our girlfriends would be to look at them and say, hey, come here, sugar teas, <laughs> except that we would say the, the full thing, right, yeah. sugar, uh, yeah. yes, and, yeah. and so <laughs> this poor girl. I'm walking from the children's literature section of Barnes and Noble to the music section of Barnes and Noble, in, in uh, and you're bound to get Randy when you make that trip. This girl who was nice and 23 or 24, yeah. same age as me. I look at her and I put my arms out and I say, "Hey, come here, sugar teas." 
And um, yeah, she no. didn't respond uh, no. the way that I thought that she would. Hadn't, you, hadn't you been drinking? Oh, my God, no. No, no, oh, no, no, I no, no. you had. No, but Preston, as it was oh one of those moments in life where as the words were coming out of my mouth, right. I was thinking to myself, what the hell am I doing? What am I saying? And I had to go, I mean, I, I immediately apologized, but right. I, you know. Like, well, you, you were Cookie Mouse. That. I was Cookie Mouse. Yeah. Okay. Did we're, you have cookies? We're gonna uh, we're gonna talk so. to somebody online who is a furry, oh, and we'll right. talk about the convention. So we are gonna go to Ron. Hey, Ron. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks, everyone. Gadzooks, bud. How you doing? So yeah, I'm, I'm actually cracking up when I heard that you know um, Nick went to um, Denver around the time the, the convention was called Denver. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. just to let you so, know, Ron, I was not there, but my family was. Oh, yeah, we're oh, so, Okay, well, okay. Eva, well, so here, the thing is that, yeah, um, after a year of not going to conventions, there's a lot of furries coming to conventions now because we all just want to see everybody. You know, we, we it's been a year. We just had one about four weeks ago here in Philadelphia, um, Furry-Delphia. You, you went there. Furry-Delphia. That's better yeah. than Denver. I think Furry-Delphia. Furry-Delphia is like great. Dickford. Uh, let me ask you, Ron, so in your world, and we were sort of uh, hypothesizing about what the attraction is. Is it the fact that you can kind of go out and and maybe a lot of people within the community are awkward, and this allows them the ability to interact? And yes, mo- yes, uh, most of, most of the time, because I'm I'm a little socially awkward myself. I'm 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 still new to the community. Okay. I'm like my, I'm like my third year, and I'm still I'm still learning things about it from other furries who've been in there longer than me. But it had for me this started off me being socially awkward, mm-hmm. but being in that community helps you out of you know meeting people. You know, um, not all the time is sexual. It can be sexual, but not all the time is um, it's not sexual. You can just sit there, have fun, play games. Um, there's a lot of people play a lot of board games. A lot yeah. of furs, I should say, play board How games. How do you do that when the pieces are small and you have... <laughs> a giant furry Right, hands. during for, pause. Uh-huh. So some of them do wear their paws. Some of them get their costumes custom made for certain things. All right. Like, we, like we actually have a furry, he's kind of famous in the fighting game community, who who wears his paws while playing video games. Uh. Okay. All right, so so uh, you, you and as, as Nick said, you know, and Kathy brought up the point of communicating, so as you get more comfortable within this furry community there, and you're socializing, at some point during the, an evening or an event or a convention, do the, the animal heads come off and you guys interact? Most of the time, yes. Most of the time, no, because some of them actually get theirs customized from where you can hear them. You know, some of them are so good at talking within their mask that you can actually hear them sometimes. Other times, people get them custom from where there was one I saw at Philadelphia who had a microphone in his um, in oh his forehead. Like so Batman. as he's talking, you can hear him. Like, it wasn't loud, but you can still hear him That's talk. great. Hey, you know, I, like, I, a lot of people get a lot of stuff custom for them that, you know, I don't have a fursuit. You know, I'm, I'm just doing it for, you know, like, this is my character. I, I'm a minotaur. Um, oh. oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. A, a heavy metal minotaur at that because I like to listen to thrash metal. <laughs> so, um, you know, but there are people who who do these things. They're they're customized. They make it look the way they want to look. And this, like you said, the suits are just amazing sometimes. Oh yeah. So uh, Ron, a couple couple practical questions here. And, and somebody texted in this one. Do uh, do furries usually just have one suit, one outfit that they will wear and stick with that character, or do some rotate through a few different ones? 
There are some of them who have different personas. Personas is like your persona, but just add the F. Persona. Persona. I like it. And some of them have different um, personas um, who actually, like, this is my character who's like this. But if I throw a different personality, that this is my character who's like this. Okay. And if you have the money, because they are godly expensive. If you have the money to get them made, you can walk around with different suits all the time. I have a friend who has three of them. All right, and how much would a a pricey one cost? If you want a good one from a good artist, about $3,000. $3,000. Okay, how about this question? Traveling around, you're going to, you know, you're going to Denver, Philadelphia, all these cities. Um, Is it difficult if you're going to fly, say you've got one of those heads, which is, might might be bigger than a suitcase. Yeah, so people do have, so um, the same people who get their suits made, usually they have like a custom um, case case and stuff for their stuff. So like if someone has like a fur head who's like extremely big, you need a custom case to put that in there for that particular fur head. Same thing with the costumes. Most of them, they travel, they put it in like a like a storage bin and they travel around and stuff like that. As far mm-hmm. as flying, like I said, they have like a special suitcase where they can put it in. They can fly around stuff like that. As long as you ain't bring no weapons or anything like that, then you Right. It's just my minotaur head. Right? Yeah. Ron, let me ask you. So when you do travel with something that's a couple grand like that, do you, do you, a, a are, are you insuring the costume when you fly? Uh, most of the time, I don't have a suit, but I do know people who do. All right. And yes, um, they um, they do insure their suits. When you get it made, they do insure their suits because if something rips and stuff like that. Sure, sure. The batch of the suit maker. That, that, that's your, you that's your whole social rip. thing. Let me ask you for, for the, on the sexual aspect, and I don't know if you know this. So if, well, I probably do. I, yeah. and, and, and the costumes... Since I assume they're keeping the costumes on, that's part of the deal. Are there openings in the costume to accommodate? <laughs> you know, so, good question. So I'm so I'm going to I'm going to try to censor this the best way I can. Yeah, all right. Um, there are so there are some costumes that do have those type of openings. There are some there are some people who just do it with their heads and their paws on. Okay. But there are some people who want to keep the suits worn. I don't know how because I get overheated if I even think about that. <laughs> I think <laughs> but, so. But yeah, there are people. So there are certain suits called mer suits, M U R R suits, where there are openings in those areas, oh and like, they, like there are videos <laughs> that you can see people doing stuff like that in their suits. Wow, but, you would imagine, right? But you're saying most, a lot of other people just keep the head and the paws on, and and the rest yeah, of the. Like, like I said, most of the time they do, but other people who really want to get into it, they yeah. keep their suits on. You okay. know, and I, I can't do that. I, I Ron, Ron, would it would it be would it be uncommon for two furries to get together and never actually see each other's faces and and have sex? I mean, like like yeah. I like I've yeah. I only know you as that character as a reindeer. Yeah. Yeah, wow. there are some pe- there are some people who talk to each other. There's, um, I don't want to give too many too many secrets. I already probably give any secrets now, and they're probably going to come after me. <laughs> but um, they there there are um, messaging groups that people are on their websites that people are on. You meet people. You don't have to look at their real face. You can just talk to them in your right. persona. Your everything. Your persona doesn't have to even be like who you are in real life. You can just play this character. It's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons. You know, like mm-hmm. you don't have to be this 
person in real life. You can just play this character. And you can sit there and like, oh, yeah, we like this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, we should meet at this convention. Yeah, sure. And then you meet them. You see them in their first suit or whatever. You meet them for sex. You, do, you don't have to take the hand wow. off. Wow. So, and Ron, be it. I hope you didn't get you in trouble. I hope you don't find a, a badger parked across the street later on trying to... <laughs> I'm pretty sure the um, the high console community is going to come after me for even talking to y'all. But I, I can't, I can't. No, but honestly, we appreciate your the information. No, no, this is, yeah. is good to know. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is definitely cool. Uh, when's the uh, so so the the furry Delphia was just a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. We usually have them every year. The next year, we, it was actually at Bayou Forge, but they just announced next year is going to be at the Sheraton downtown. Mm-hmm. So, hey, Ron, you know, Ron, so we're moving. Ron, did you get any fur? Yeah. <laughs> actually, no, because no I, I actually had bad, and yeah, I got nothing. I had bad indigestion that whole week. I, I had so many mixed drinks, mm-hmm. and I was, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little older. I can't handle it with the younger people. <laughs> we have so. a sloppy minotaur here. Send the police. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I kind of like stayed in my room, but you know, I know I have, and like I said, most of the time you don't have to go there for yeah. that. You can just go there to see friends. Okay. I have been to some room parties that stuff like that happened. I'm just like, all right, it's time to go. When's <laughs> when's the next event coming up? You know, and offhand, offhand, as far as like a big convention, no. Okay, there is, but there is a, a bowling because it doesn't have always have to be conventions. We can always do like meetups. Yeah, smaller gatherings, a, right? Like, yeah, something a, in New Jersey. <laughs> That's pretty good. I go. like New Jersey. <laughs> and, and there, there, <laughs> And there's a bowling party coming up. I'm actually going to talk to my bowling? boss to get that day off. So, wow. How do you bowl? Did you say bowl? Um, I, I can't give that information now. Okay. okay. The, ho- the holes are size of manholes. Yeah, how do you grip the, grip the ball? Uh, well, this is very interesting information, Ron. You're opening up our eyes, man. We appreciate it. Uh, I'm glad to help out. You seem like a nice Take guy. Take care, man. Right. We'll yeah, see you. Seems, I mean, this is the thing. As you said, it, and as Nick was saying, it's their thing. It, they, they, they could yeah. be doing far worse. Oh, my God, yeah. And it's it's not much different than, than people who, who have this other persona, and they go and live it. At, cosplay at, 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 at cosplay, science fiction conventions. Uh, and some people who, who might, you know, be dominatrix, domas yes. or subs or something like that. They do that on the side. It's, you know, it's not necessarily public knowledge. It's, it's you know, it's their thing. It's, it's what drives them. Yeah. You, know? you, you can get the custom-made mer suits, though, that he was talking about. I'm Mer. looking at him, and it's like... Um, you know, furry legs. Like maybe it looks like it could be a bunny or like a polar bear costume, and like the center is cut out. Wow. Yeah. Uh, here's a text that says uh, the suit can cost from one to six thousand dollars, depending on what you get. Six grand. Uh, Nick had asked, um, responded, "How do you know this?" He said, "I'm a furry, as well as as well in what does that mean? Corrents buying. I think he called in, Preston. I think it's William on line four there. Oh, I oh, asked okay. him to call right. in. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, let me go to him. Hey, William, how you doing? Good, guys. How you been? Doing first, very uh, well. First time caller, long time listener. Oh, oh, thanks, man. We appreciate it. All right, so was that you that was texting in a little while ago? Yeah, I've, I've got dyslexia. My uh, texting isn't as, as good as it should be. <laughs> no, it's all good. So so we got the part about one to $6,000. You've got yeah. a, you have a suit? Uh, I am currently purchasing one for my wife. Okay. Um, it's in total about fourteen to $1,600. Wow. Yeah, uh, that it's costing. <clears throat> And do, um, so, so do you, you guys both do this or just her? Uh, my, I'm going to get one eventually, but uh, right now with with bills and all, I'm focusing on getting theirs first, and then okay, if the person does a good job, 
than possibly having them do one for me. So what, William, what is what is her outfit? I'm sorry. No, no, but no problem. Uh, it's a cat. A cat. Okay. Uh, my my question is: are, are there are, are there people that do this? Are there set models that they have, or or is, is most of this work done on a here's my design, here's what I would like uh, basis? Uh, a lot of them is you can go to the they have websites you can go to, right? And they have queues. Some of the queues are six months long. Some are a couple yeah. years long, waiting wow. for them to get open commissions. Um, so, like, so, so, just you to... have reference, like reference sheets that you can get people to to draw okay. out for you. They could cost up to about thirty to sixty dollars, depending on who you have doing. All right, I got it. William. Did you find out that your wife was into this before or after you were married? Uh, there actually are uh, sites you can meet people on. Like I was living in Jersey at the time; they were living in Missouri. So was this a, this um, was a common interest for you two? Yeah. Wow. That and so it, it created enough of a bond, and now you're married. Yeah. So oh, there wow. you go. So so how often would you guys say like prior to COVID and all that stuff? How how often would you engage in in furry activities? Um, we would go downtown, like to the events, like because uh, I live in North Carolina now. I oh. listen to you guys on the podcast, but now that you guys stream on YouTube, which is a blessing, um, uh, we would go down like when they would have all the festivals and stuff like that, and like hang out with people and part of the community and stuff like that. Okay, so let me ask you a question: Is when when Halloween rolls around, do you guys kind of scoff and laugh at the <laughs> amateurs or? Uh, or... No, we uh, we actually sit there. We'll go to uh, Spirit Halloween, pick up stuff, like deck out our house and okay. all that fun stuff. Like, all right. my, my favorite. I have, okay. I have so. to ask William: Do your costumes have holes in it? For uh, no, okay, yeah, no mercy. No, no, no. That okay. actually is only about ten percent of the community at large. Okay. All right, okay. um, it's a very, very small percentage of it, and there's a lot of people who only associate the furry community with. The Marsuiters. Yeah, yeah. I, I I had a feeling it was probably that way. Like the 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 cosplayers, Steve. Yeah. They, they're just they just want to. It's fun for them. It's exciting. They have a good time. It's social. <laughs> but there's some that might have a, a different take on that and use it as, it's, it's, as different. It's kind of like uh, Rule Thirty Four, like the Rule Thirty Four. Right. right. Whatever. There's something. There's going to be something bad of that. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hey, are there are there stars in the furry community? Um. On YouTube, yes, you could find them. Judy Dench. Um, huh. What was that? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, who, who who are the big celebrities in the world of furriness? Um, there's one who goes, uh, one the one who runs the one actually in uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, that that's called Anthrocon. That's used to run in Philadelphia for a few years, and then they moved over to Pittsburgh. Uh, his name's Uncle. They call him Uncle Kage. Uncle Kage. Uh, he lives in. Uncle Kage, yes, Kage. he actually does wine streams uh, once a month or something like that. Okay. What, what, what's his what, what's his animal of choice? Uh, I don't know. Okay, no, I don't think really anybody really knows. Yeah, some of those, some of those is like you know it's like the fanatic. What is <laughs> like that? a weird creature? Yeah, okay. like the one yeah. what, that I saw at Valley Forge a few years ago. I couldn't even begin to describe you what this thing was. Right. I, have to, I have to go back and look at my pictures to see if I can find it because I was like that is. Cool, but I don't know what you are. Uh, and I asked if I could take a picture of them. Do they? Do you guys mind if if people come up and say, "Hey, can I get a picture with you?" No, okay. it's actually accepted. Like a lot of times, like um, one of the cons in uh, Canada when uh, like they had all the refugees there and stuff like that from uh, I can't wherever it was. Sorry. Like they were hosting the refugees there at the same time as the convention and. 
they let their kids come up and see them and have fun and give them something else to think about other than the tragic thing that happened in their lives not very long ago. All right, quick question. How long, How much does it cost to clean one of these costumes professionally? Um, actually, a lot of people do it at home. Uh, they have uh, little towers and stuff you could set up that you could do it yourself. So right. Some of them can be machine washable, but don't put them in the dryer. Okay. Don't wow. put your uh, Minotaur in the dryer. Wow, interesting. <laughs> All right, well, uh, William, we appreciate the call. Give your wife uh, our best, and uh, we'll, uh, well, maybe we'll see you at Valley Forge next year at uh, Furry Delphia. Hey, we might even we, rescue we your wife if she gets lost. There All right, excellent. One. All right, well, let us know if you're coming up. All right, William? All right, no problem. Gadzooks, right. guys. Thanks, man. It's Gadzooks. We appreciate it. Wow. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Right, that's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a whole it's, other life. It's a whole other life. Yeah. Thank you, Kathy. That's it's, that's it. It certainly altered the perception that I had that it was predominantly sure. sexually based. Yep, me too. Yeah. Um, well, listen, sorry, Chris and Mike are on hold. I'm not going to have time to get to you guys. They've been on hold for a long time. They want to mention some conventions and people they've come across, but we had to we had to go right to the source. Those yeah. guys were both furries. But, uh, um, well, uh, interesting. And what do your dad and brother think about this community? Now, Nick, since they encountered them first day, I think dad a little puzzled by it. No, or? no, I think they were enlightened okay. too. I think like that. It's like anything in life. You have a conversation with somebody, you're going to understand them a little bit better. And yeah. so, you know, the fact that um, oh. Adam got to sit down with these people and and learn why they're in the community in the first place and understand a little bit better. <laughs> I there's, found the, I found yeah, the a picture. Yeah, Kathy, look at this. So that's uh, that's oh, one yeah. of the furries. It's pretty cool. And Do you think your dad was... is going to price out a squirrel outfit or something? I hope so. Yeah. I don't know what these things are. These I couldn't definitively say what kind of animals yeah, or right, creatures right. they are they look like they'd be yeah. like from like, anime or yeah, something yeah like but that. they're they're kind of cool they they look kind of pokemonish but you know what i'll send these over to marissa maybe we can post yeah. them on social or something should like we that. have a furry mixer at some point Preston? oh my god that could be a we blast actually all right we got to take a break we're coming back in a moment i think we're going to give some stuff away when we get back i got some prizes hang tight we'll be right back what's new glad you asked Volbeat. The record company. Fozzie. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. So, school starts for a lot of what? people this week. It is happening, yes. Yeah, so Before Labor Day. In conjunction with that, we thought it might be fun to play a game. And we are going to play the game Bass Ackwards, uh, the Back to School Edition. Uh, love it. Yep, 215-263-WMMR. It was the wrong Billy Madison clip. Oh, which one was it supposed to be? Uh, back to school. That was supposed to be. Back to school. Yeah. Was, uh, back to school. Back to school. Back to school to prove to dad that I'm not a fool. Play the one you played accidentally. Okay. Uh, hang on a second. Take a minute to get over. That was. Uh... Uh, please, Billy. Please, no gibberish tonight. Please, I beg you. Um. <laughs> so what we've done is we've taken some. Uh, We've taken some words. I recorded me <laughs> saying those words. We played them backwards. I hear how it sounds backwards. And then I try to replicate that by actually saying things like, right. like that. And then you ret- I just made that up. 
We need to see what that is. And then you flip that around, yeah. and it, it's the word or words that mm-hmm. uh, were said. It's just a goofy way of playing a game. Your methodology is totally sound because you write down phonetically what you believe you've heard. That's correct. And then uh, you re- you say it back. You um, immediately took to it with the word rim job that's, and bajmir. That's mm-hmm. the one that did it. Do right. we have that example, if you wouldn't mind, Casey? Yeah. Uh, because that was where it originated. I said this. Rim job. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> that should be your phone when your phone rings. You know what? Yeah. You're right. Yeah. From here on out. Dream job. I'm sorry. I got to get Dream this. job. Oh, hey, one moment, if you don't mind. Dream job. Will you please answer your phone? Dream job. <laughs> no sad bro. This Friday. I was pretty proud of that That's one. That's a damn good one. The, the, yeah. No sad bro? No yeah. sad bro. It's Friday. Um, so we've come up with some other ones. Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number. While, because we have a few minutes here. Um, yes. While those that were getting the callers on the line, can I read an email? By all means. Okay. This is a great letter, and it is kind of a butt plug as well. Uh, but I was so blown away by this kid. Um, and they write in, hey, Preston and Steve, my name is Shane Poppany. I am 12 years old, and I run my candle company with a purpose, comp- a company called Shane and Pepper Candle Company. I have cerebral palsy. And Pepper is my mobility service dog. Uh, Pepper is the first service dog in the North Penn School District. And Pepper is from a nonprofit organization called Four Paws for Ability. And we donate uh, $1 from each candle purchase uh, to help military veterans and children receive service dogs like me. It's wonderful. Uh, Since we became official business in February of 2021, we donated uh, a little over $1,800 to Four Paws. Our store is having a grand opening, and it, it was on August 28th. They emailed me last week in Lansdale. And our store will not only have our fresh and organic crafted candles, but we will offer free art therapy for special needs children like me. Uh, we will also offer special needs support groups for parents and caretakers. My mission is to bring disability awareness to the community. This is a 12-year-old kid here doing this. This is wonderful. He goes on to say, but the reason that I'm contacting you is I want to say thank you. My dad was a local police officer with Telford Borough, and he was also an undercover drug officer and retired SWAT. My dad was in an accident in his patrol car on September 6, 2019, and he suffered a brain injury resulting in being permanently disabled on his left hand. Oh, boy. So he's got a, his son is disabled, yeah. and then he becomes disabled by an accident. Right. He says uh, his left hand doesn't work at all. My dad was recent medic- recently medically retired due to his disability and can never be a police officer again. Uh, my dad was a cop since he was 19 years old, so now he wants to help me with candles. And during the rehab at Moss's Brain Injury Outpatient Rehab Center, uh, he would be in a lot of pain. And your show brought my dad happiness and made him smile. I'm going to him choking up here. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said you got him through so much. So I want to say, I want to send you my candles with a purpose to bring light to you when oh, you need it. Oh, man. Well, he said, thank you for helping my dad. We do not want anything in return. We just want to say thank you. Where can I send the candle? So I got back to him and I sent him a, uh, I sent him our mailing address. And he wrote, sincerely, Shane Poppany and Marie Poppany, uh, who is, uh, he says, Shane's mama. So, so they, can we put the link up to purchase these candles? I don't have a link. Yeah. Uh, if I don't can... have a link, but, but they're in Lansdale. And uh, we'll make sure he posts about that or we'll get information from them. Yes. So here we go, Steve. It's Shane and Pepper Candles. I'm sorry. Shane and Pepper Candle Co. Shane and Pepper 
CandleCo.com. Shane and Pepper uh, CandleCo is all one word. Okay. All right. And uh, yeah, so they're in Lansdale. I guess they have a they have an actual storefront. What a, what a great thing uh, you to go do! To. I thought it was phenomenal. I'm very impressed. At Twelve years old by this young man. Are you kidding me? Twelve years old. There's a picture of him off, off of uh, Instagram with his dog. Oh, it's and... his first day of seventh grade. Oh, today, right now. Oh man, uh, I would have awesome. done it earlier so he could have heard it uh, on his way into school this morning. But um, that's so cool. What a what a. Uh, Philanthropic young man and doing a, doing a great doing several great things. Number one, raising money for this uh, for these uh, this organization. But it, uh, he says my mission is to bring disability awareness to the community. That's amazing. <laughs> when I was a kid, I, I used to go around and I would collect for UNICEF, and I felt so good keeping that money. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, right. And uh, I was such a loser, and here he is doing this wonderful stuff. I collected beer cans, <laughs> <laughs> used beer cans. I just um, I forgot to turn the money in. It wasn't my fault. Wow. Well, uh, Shane, we're happy to uh, to mention this and and get the word out uh, about that because that's great. a really really super cool thing that you're doing, and I'm very very impressed with it. So, um, we'll uh, we'll make sure that we're good. And they, I got a uh, an email from the mom this morning because I says okay if I read the email, and she got back and she said absolutely, of course. And our, our candle should be arriving today. Oh, so, nice. so we'll probably get them today or maybe uh, tomorrow. So just heads up on that. Okay, you guys want to play this game? Yeah! All right, it's time. it's time for Bass Ackwards. <laughs> the back-to-school edition. Uh, so everything that uh, all, all the words or phrases are going to be school-related. Right. And I tell you what, I'm just going to I'm gonna give you a clue. You do give a clue because sometimes it's just beyond difficult. I'll let somebody take a guess without a clue. Right. And if they get it wrong... It's fine. It doesn't count against you. Right. I'll give a clue, and if you get it wrong, then then you're screwed. But if you get it right, then you get a prize. And we have a few different things. We have uh, uh, tickets to see John Mulaney coming yes. to town. As you imagine, those are going to go pretty quickly. I think uh, we have tickets to Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. The screening is on Wednesday night, by the way, at the UA King of Prussia. And what kind of a beverage? We have Mick Ultra Organic Seltzer. Okay. Ooh. So we have these things to give away. Let's see if we can do that. I'm going to go to our first caller in, and it is Ed. Hey there, Ed. Hey, Preston. How are you? Wonderful, Ed. How you doing, man? I woke up breathing. Oh, you good. woke up breathing. Nice. Off to That's a good, good. start. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to play the clip for you. I'll see if you can guess. If you don't or, or if you want to take a stab at it, uh, you can. If you get it wrong, no big deal. But then I'll give you a clue, and that's where we really find out if you know what this is, okay? All right. All right, here is the first one. Are we sure this is going to be? I'm the... pretty sure. All right, here we go. Is <laughs> July up? Okay, there we go. Yeah. I'll, I'll play that. You can back, you're going to have to back this up you. for me, Casey. Here we go. Is July up? <laughs> That's one word. I will tell you that. Any idea or do you want a clue? Uh, give me a clue. Okay. okay. What? Do you have a good clue? I, I do. Okay. Or, or do you have a better one? Well, I don't know. He I hasn't heard it. Go ahead. I was No, no, no. I was just going to say... Do you know what I'm saying here? Oh, I was going to be much more clear with mine. Okay. Go ahead. Give it Give it to him. Uh, Sam Cooke sings about this subject. Arithmetic. Hang on. No. I don't know. No, don't worry about okay. it. I'm, I'm going to give you a better clue. <laughs> well, that works. But by the way, he sings about several subjects. Yeah, I know. I know. Song. I know. Uh, so anyhow, uh, this is a, a science subject. Okay, let me play it for you again. It is a science subject. Here we go. Is Delia up? Delia. Delia. He's working. Delia. 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 
I'm drawing a blank. Sorry. Give, yeah, give me one it. science yeah. subject. Anything. Come on. Biology. No! Oh my. Well, I, I don't even know. Well, let's find out. Let me play for. <laughs> Here we go. Biology. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to give it away. It's all no, good. No one can I, tell whether you got didn't it. at all. Ed Not one bit. Was right. It is indeed biology. Biology. <laughs> and uh, what do we have for Ed, Casey? For you, Ed, we have a <laughs> Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer delivers a clean and pure liquid. That is as real as it tastes. Enjoy Mick Ultra Organic Seltzer at Pints and Pies on Northampton Street in Easton, Pennsylvania. Ah, I hope you got it. I hope that was it. We have placed Ed on hold. I will go next to, uh, let me go to Mike P. We got a couple of mics here. Mike P., good morning. Good morning at Presbo. All right, buddy. Um, We're going to try one out on you just see if you know it without any clues. And you can guess and it won't count against you if you want to, okay? All right. All right, here it is. This is two words. Zef Pop. Uh, I'm going to need a clue. Okay. Uh, this in school, in your class, would be a surprise. Let me play it again for you. Zef Pop. <laughs> it's easy. I'm drawing a blank. I don't know it. You sure? All right. Uh, I think that one's very, especially because of the second word, which would actually be the first word. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go to Mike I. Try this one out on him. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, Mike. Okay, so I gave the clue. If you show up in class, this would be a surprise to you. Pop quiz. Yes. I'll just say, yeah, that's right. All right. Yeah, you might be correct. To prove it, here we go. Pop quiz. There you okay. go. There you got it. Quiz, by the way, was really hard. You can hear it sounds like quiz. Yeah, quiz. Quiz. <laughs> hey, that's not it. No, I wanted to play again. I want to play okay. a couple times, man, but I didn't go to trouble learning that crap and say it backwards. Okay. And play it one time. Here we go. Pop quiz. Quiz. It was hard to do. All right. Teacher, I'll be having a top <laughs> That child scares me. Pop quiz. All right, what do we have for Mike I? Oh, for Mike I, check this out, Mike. We have a pair of passes to see Marvel's Shang-Chi and Ooh. The Legend of the Ten Rings. This is Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the UA King of Prussia. It's going to be in theaters on Friday, September 3rd. All right, I set this one up, Case. We're ready to go. <laughs> uh, let me go to Erica. Good morning, Erica. Good morning. All right, Erica, here is the clip, and let's see if you can guess it just Without any clue at all. Here we go. Nush and desk deed. <laughs> uh, history. No, but I won't count again. No, no, no. So, but thank you for guessing. I do appreciate this. Uh, very simple, uh, very, very simple clue for you. This is where you go if you've been bad. Can I hear it one more time? Yep. Nush and desk deed. <laughs> uh, detention. That's correct. Yeah! Yeah! And to prove it. Here it is. Detention. Wow. One more time, please, Case. <laughs> oh. Here we go. Need 
Attention. Attention. All right, uh, Erica, hang on, because we got this for you. We have another pair of passes to see Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. This is going to be on Wednesday, 7 p.m. at the UA King of Prussia in theaters on Friday, September 3rd. All right, we will go next over to Adam. Hey, Adam. Hey. All right, Adam, we're playing Bass Ackwards, the back to school edition. These are all school-related words or phrases. And I'm going to play this one, just see if you know it without any help at all. You ready? Here we go. All right. Sit down, guards, dead. (laughs) (laughs) What? I like it. I'll play it one more time. Sit down, guards, dead. (laughs) Sit down, guards, dead. Probably don't know what that is, do you, Adam? Uh, You guys have to give me a clue on that one. All right, I will give you a clue on this. If you have an assignment and you do a little more, you get this. Do you get extra credit? Mm, yes, you do. <laughs> and here is how that sounds. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That was not bad. No. That's good. Yeah, great good. Great good. Hang on a second. That's great. <laughs> Students, you just got extra credit. <laughs> I think that this this retiring Swedish teacher, right? It's, I, I got to tell you, it is amazing to sit here and listen to Preston do this. Like he, he says it forward, we play it backward, and then I mean, the amount of times he gets it on the first try is it's astounding. Sometimes I nail it, and it's such a surprise. So we'll we'll you know I'll I'll record it, and he'll go all right, and then he'll do his little you know hit the buttons and back stuff up, and he goes and. And here we go. And we'll play back. And then he and I start going, yes! <laughs> start high-fiving and stuff. Nailed it! Uh, All right. What we got for Adam? Adam, we have a pair of tickets to see John Mulaney. His 13th show, which was just added, is going to be Saturday, October 9th at 9.30 p.m. at the Academy of Music. Now, tickets went on sale last week. I don't know if they're sold out or not, but you can go to WMMR.com and click on contest for more information. All right. We'll get another contestant on the line, and that is Karen. Hi there, Karen. Gadzooks. Karen or Narek. I had a friend named Karen, and we would always call her that because that was uh, Karen backwards. Yes. Since we're doing bass backwards. So, (laughs) Um, All right, Karen, I'm going to play this for you. Let's see if you can get it without any help at all. Won't count against you. Here it is. Sapois. Oh, that one's almost able to. You could almost figure this one out. Sapois. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna need the hint. Okay, um, if you're gonna go to the bathroom, you're gonna need one of these. A hall pass. A hall pass. She's right. Yeah. Hey. The clues are gimmies. Yeah, but here it is. In its reversed forward form. Hall pass. Yes! <laughs> One more time. Hall pass. All right, Karen, here's what we have for you. We got a case of Mick Ultra Organic Seltzer. Mick Ultra Organic Seltzer delivers a clean and pure liquid that is as real as it tastes. Enjoy Mick Ultra Organic Seltzer at Plumsteadville Pub on Northeastern Road in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. I like it better if we play it to see if they got it right. I think so, yeah. Yes. Let's do, let's go back to the, do it. We'll go back to the old format. We'll, right? we'll try not to scream the uh, excitement. I'm going to go to Bruce next. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Scoo's dad, guys. Scoo's dad. <laughs> Is that Gadzooks backwards? That's Gadzooks. Wow. Oh, my God. Nice. Nice work. Casey, which one of these am I, am I going to play? Uh, this one. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to play one for you. Let's see if you know it without any clue. Here we go. It's 
The Falls Old Listener. <laughs> this one was hard. Okay, one more time. The Falls Old Listener. The Falls wow. Old Listener. <clears throat> now, he just threw a Gadzooks backwards at us. He might know. Wait, yeah, he's wait, good. Bruce, any idea? Not a clue from that. Okay, all right. This is... Oh, man. If you, if you get a... Uh, if you get a notification from your teacher that tells you to go here, you're going to be shaking in your shoes a little bit. The principal? Let's, the principal's office. Let's uh, listen to it and see if he got it. Here we go. Principal's office. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's Ricky Batalico drunk, right? <laughs> that sounded hammered it at you. Back took me and sitting in the principal's office. Hang on, Bruce. Principal was off. Ben, come back here and take your home blows. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hear that one. Principal was off. Call me an alcoholic in front of the other students. <laughs> can, you, can you play it, uh, the backwards one first as well? Uh, yes. Hang on a second here. So falls old listener. Because the second part listener. sounds like listener. Yeah. Almost. Listener. Listener. Yeah. Sizzurp. So falls old listener. <laughs> listener. And that, in the other direction, sounds like this. Decision. All right. Uh, we got a couple more of them. Yep, and Bruce won a case of Mick Ultra Organic Seltzer. Nice. You can enjoy Mick Opal, Ultra Opal <laughs> Organic Seltzer at Plumsteadville Pub on Northeastern Road in Doylestown, PA. You played a contest earlier and I won an Opal. Right, so we have four more to go. Okay. Uh, I will get... Oh, wait, no, that's Bruce. Put him back on hold. We are going to go back to John. Hey, John. Woo! Woo! All right, John, we are playing... Bass Ackward's the Back to School Edition. You all set? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. With no help, let's see if you can get this one. One word. Come (laughs) There's some letters that you have to end by breathing in by going like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And it's really hard to do. (laughs) Come John, you need a clue? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, you don't do this at school. One more time? You don't do this assignment at school. Oh, I know it. Oh. Homework. Nah, let's find out. Well, let's say. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. Ah, that's a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not such an idiot, now, am I? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Let's find out. Here we go. Homework. Yeah. Homework. <laughs> At the end there. Homework. <laughs> now, there, there are some that I'll nail on the first try, yeah. and then there are others. Well, I'll go through it four or five times. I'm like, that's close enough because yeah. I can't get it. And homework was one of those. So, with homework, we stopped at that. And John has won a prize. A pair of passes to see Marvel, Shang-Chi, and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's going to be Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the UA King of Prussia, but it's not in theaters until Friday, September 3rd. All right. Uh, okay, let's go over to Tony. Hey, Tony. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Tony. Uh, you ready to listen to one of these? Yeah. All right. Let's see if you can get it without any help. Here we go. All he does. 
I'll play that again. Hang on. All he does. Wow. Uh, hall, I know it. He, hall heat up? Hall, hall heat, heat up. up. No. no. Is, uh, is it hall heat duck? No, it is not. Well, Kathy, do you think you know what it is? I know what it is. Oh, oh you yeah? do? Yeah. Okay, write it down. Write it down. Yeah, I want to see if you get it right. I, I am very yeah, say it into the microphone. <laughs> yeah, just, just whisper it into the microphone. <laughs> Tony, hang on a second. I want to see what Kathy is. Sure. Yeah, yeah Kathy wow. got it. Won, uh, nice. Okay, so. Uh, you're supposed to do work while you're in this class. A lot of times you just goof off. Uh, study hall? Well, let's find let's out. Let's find out. Snotty hall. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> study I think that's hall. the best one that I did. That's study good. Hall. Yeah, study right. hall. That sounds the clearest. Study hall. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, Tony. All right, Tony. For you, we have, we have a pair of passes for Marvel Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Super excited about this one. It's going to oh, be yeah. on Wednesday at 7 p.m. at UA King of Prussia. It's in theaters on Friday, September 3rd. Snotty hall. <laughs> Hall. That was really good. That one felt good. All right, we only have one left. I thought we yeah. had uh, nope, one just more. One. Okay. Uh, let's go to uh, Adam. Hey, Adam, good morning. Oh, Wetzel's pretzels were real. <laughs> <laughs> Wetzel's pretzels? They're real. They're real. Anytime somebody says now something that starts with those, uh-huh. it immediately adds yeah. to are real. Those whatever yes. are real. I love it. All right, Adam, here's the last one. I'll play it for you with no help. Let's see if you can get it just for fun. Cab, hab. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's another one of those things I had to do at the beginning. So you know it ends with either like a K or a Q. Yeah. Cab, hab. Um, it's, I want to say that it's what Nell's father's name would have been. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good guess. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, no, Adam. This is what you you carry around your carry your books around in. It's going to be a backpack, my a friend. Backpack. Yeah. Let's, I don't know. Let's oh, see. Here no, we go. Maybe. Backpack. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that was a hard one, believe it or not. Yeah, Backpack. Backpack. Uh, so for Adam, what do we have? That was Adam, right? That was yeah. Adam, and he won our final pair of tickets to see John Mulaney that is nice. going to be wow. at the Academy of Music on uh, October 9th. It is his 13th show that he was at. It's a Saturday show, which is kind of cool. Now, tickets went on sale for that show last week. I don't know if they're sold out, but if you go to contest at WMMR.com, you can learn more. So, Dad. Back, <laughs> back. All right. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, for playing along. We appreciate Yay. it. We didn't get to you. I apologize. But the back-to-school edition of Bass Ackwards will find another occasion to slap a few more of those together Absolutely. down the road. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll get into some more Bizarre File stories for you, some goodies. So stay there. Be back in a moment. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's band is The Age of Truth. The Age of Truth, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Billy.
All right, we'll take another trip, a little tiptoe into the world of the bizarre. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Files. All right, we're going to begin with a pretty disturbing story. Police discovered two containers Saturday in a backyard in suburban Chicago. A few days after a man told investigators that the bodies of his mother and sister were buried there years ago. The man and a brother were also arrested, though no charges were filed while police tried to confirm the identities of the remains. Some autopsies were planned. The investigation began after officers were called to a conduct wellness check Thursday at the home. And officers found the home filled with debris and feces and no running water. Jeez. Uh, The two brothers were living there. One brother disclosed that their mother, who was in her 70s, had died in 2015 after their sister pushed her down the stairs. That man said the sister died in 2019 after an illness. Uh, one of the brothers said that the bodies were buried in the yard for financial reasons. Uh-huh. The state has no record of the woman's of the women's deaths, either one of them. Uh, the brothers were staying at a hotel while police worked at the property. Uh, during the dig and before their arrest, they were sitting in chairs under a tree down the street. Uh, and that's all there is to the story as of now. Uh, th- these guys look like they're, you know, they're, and they were hoarders, obviously, from what you said. The house was in complete disarray. Yeah. But yep, they, so. they looked exactly like the kind of people who would do this. Yep. So uh, we'll see what charges will come of this. A Colorado woman charged with hiding 26 children behind a false wall at her daycare center was found guilty of child abuse and other charges on Thursday. 26 children behind a false wall. Yeah, Carla Faith was convicted on 26 counts of misdemeanor child abuse and other things. Uh, One of her employees also was convicted of 26 counts of child abuse. Police went to Mountain Play Place in November 2019 after getting reports that it was caring for more children than allowed, although Faith Repeatedly told an officer no children were there. The officer could hear children's music and a child's cry from the basement. Oh, don't pay attention to that. Another officer discovered a small seam separating a false wall from an actual wall. Gee. I mean, why? I I don't know. Many of the children had soiled or wet diapers and were sweaty and thirsty. Oh, my God. So they weren't allowed to be caring for as many as they were. And I think they were just illegally trying to... Get more money, you know, from right for the who, state, yeah. So, or from from parents who are having them stay there. I don't know. Uh, so they, uh, yeah, they've been busted. Uh, here is a follow up story from last week. A solicitor accused of using syringes to inject blood into food at three West London supermarkets has appeared in court. Uh, Leo El Garib. Uh, is charged with contaminating or interfering with goods with intent at three stores, Tesco Express, Little Waitrose, and Sainsbury Local. So in England, you cannot inject blood into food at a, at a store. It is indeed illegal. Okay. The 37-year-old did not indicate a plea deal at the court. Uh, they heard that the defendant is alleged to have entered the Walter Waitrose store at 730 uh, with syringes filled with blood. Uh, was accused of using the syringes to inject food items with blood. The defendant is also accused of doing the same in the nearby Sainsbury store, as well as throwing eggs before going on to inject more items in Tesco Express. I need a change up. I'm going to throw some eggs. And then he was arrested. Uh, El Garib was a practicing solicitor, the court was told, who ran his own legal consultancy business. So he's a lawyer. And was a man of previous good character. 
Uh, the precise contents of the blood were not known. If you've been arrested for injecting blood into food or throwing eggs, I'm your lawyer. Yeah, so uh, I don't know what the story is. I don't know why the guy did what he did, but... Maybe stress? They're going to try to find yeah. out about it. It might have been. Oh, this is messed up, man. A man operating a tractor mower is accused of dropping the mower blades on a six-foot alligator and destroying an active gator nest in Daytona Beach. Come on. To investigators with the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Uh, They were called to the property for an injured alligator. A witness told wildlife officials he saw a large tractor with a mower attachment clearing brush around the retention pond. The witness stated that he saw the driver scare off a six-foot alligator by hitting the water with the mower blades and then continue on. However, the alligator crawled back onto the bank and the tractor operator then turned around and drove back toward the creature. Uh, the witness said the driver again tried to scare the alligator back into the water, but when the alligator moved farther up the bank, the driver dropped the mower deck on top of the gator. The alligator went back into the water where an uh, FWC officer found it suffering from mortal wounds. The witness captured the whole incident and turned the video over to investigators. And the video shows the mower blade drop onto the gator's back twice. Um, they re- the report shows that the mower blade was also dropped into a debris pile that contained an active alligator nest, destroying several eggs. That's horrifying. Uh, the alligator had severe head lacerations and deformities to the skull and eyes and also had deep cuts on its back, legs, and tail. The officer wrote that it was still alive but had no use of its rear legs, so the gator was humanely euthanized. Uh, the driver of the tractor, Stephen Dareff, is charged with three counts of killing or capturing alligator eggs one account of intentionally killing an animal with excessive repeated infliction of unnecessary pain or suffering. So, yeah, it's terrible. Uh, an 84-year-old man was sentenced to consecutive life sentences in Wisconsin on Friday after DNA match in 2019 helped investigators solve a pair of more than four-decade-old cold case murders. I love hearing yes. when they're still able to take these cold cases. Uh, the bitch of it is he's already lived most of his life. And through the DNA evidence, they're, they're able to track it down. But, I mean, yes, yeah. that's true. But they get the guy, the family gets some closure. Yes, you know. it's important. So, uh, Raymond uh, Vanewoonhoven was convicted last month of murdering 25-year-old David Schultz and 24-year-old Ellen Matthies in northeastern Wisconsin on a campsite in July 1976. Uh, Schultz and uh, Mathes, an engaged couple, had set up their campsite. They were about to go for a walk when two shots from a 30 caliber rifle rang out. One of the bullets hit Schultz in the neck, killing him. Mathes then ran, but uh, Venewenhoven eventually caught up to her, raped her, and shot her twice in the chest, according to investigators. So the case went cold for decades, but investigators... Work with DNA technology company Parabun Nanolabs in 2008 to try and identify a DNA sample from Matthew's shorts. The company uploaded the DNA evidence to public genealogy database uh, GED Match and came back as a match for the family uh, to get Raymond's DNA. Two police officers knocked on his door in March of 2019 and asked him to fill out a survey on policing and then mail it to the department. DNA from the licked envelope came back oh. as a match to the evidence from the scene, and he was arrested eight days later. That's awesome. Yep. So with all of these genealogy sites and all this increasing database, they were able to narrow down the family yep. and then go and find him. At Friday sentencing, the judge said that he handed down consecutive life sentences due to the depraved and unspeakable nature of the crimes. Uh, Vanna Weehaman, uh meanwhile, issued a statement maintaining his innocence while his daughter... Uh, took the stand to say that all the evidence proved was that her father had an affair and an appeal case is likely. So pretty interesting stuff how they are able That's to crazy. do that. That's crazy, yes. And that 
is your bizarre file for now, my friend. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, let's see what you know about the show today. We'll have the lesson question. And, of course, Trash and Music News are coming up as well. So make sure that you stay with us. We won't be gone long. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. By the way, Red Hot Chili Peppers on 93.3 WMMR. Actually, interesting thing about that song. Wasn't written by the Chili Peppers. It was written by Johnny Bananas and Susie Cream Cheese. Yeah, great, great musical too. Actually, yeah. Bill Weston brought them together. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So you've heard of like Boys and Heart in the '60s? It was Johnny Bananas and Susie Cream Cheese. <laughs> we were just reminiscing about our meeting last week. Bill sometimes when uh, he's making references, yeah. he'll make up a fake name. Right. For someone, and last week it was Johnny Bananas. Johnny Bananas made his appearance, and he has said he has had, has said Susie Cream Cheese before. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the best was when uh, Sarah took all of those references <laughs> and put them on a uh, a that? concert poster. It's hanging in his office. Yes, is it really? It's yeah. great. Yeah, oh, it's the best. Johnny Bananas <laughs> and Susie Cream Cheese. <laughs> He's never something know, else, man. Never know what you're going to get. It's you great. Know. I love it. Actually, you do know what you're going to get. You just don't know what form it's going to take. <laughs> wow. That's what Johnny Bananas says. Um, all right. So we need to do a lesson question, and we should give away a prize for you, you studious individual who's been paying attention to the show all morning long. We have four pack of tickets for the 23rd annual Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival. Wow. Uh, it's the 10th through the 12th of September, and it will be at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. It's a big it's the biggest one in the country, I it think, It is right? the biggest one yeah. by far, yeah. yes. All right, so, question we have for you is this morning. When I'm running the general store, what do I usually not wear? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right, when I'm running, Preston, when I'm running the general store, what is it that I usually don't wear? 215-263-WMMR. If you were listening earlier and you know, you should call us now. Let's see if you win. We're going to do this while you're calling. The trash business is a goldmine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you this morning by the Craft Beer Trail of Greater Philadelphia, covering five counties with over 90 breweries and 1,000 beers. Don't miss a summer weekend along the craft beer trail of Greater Philadelphia. Get your fill and visit philly.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, an 83-year-old woman named Diana DeVay claims she had a years-long affair with President John Kennedy starting when she was just 20. DeVay believes Kennedy was just using her for sex because he never delivered on his promise to make her Secretary of State. <laughs> hey! 
An ongoing rivalry between Kanye West and Drake has resulted in Drake's fans vandalizing West's boyhood home. West has reportedly begun planning his retaliation by purchasing weapons-grade uranium off of the dark web. Wow. Oh. <laughs> so it's going to really escalate quickly. It seemed uh, over-over, but now comes word that Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are working on rebuilding their relationship. Kim says she finally realized that she was just not ready to turn her back on years of confused disinterest. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's your Hollywood trash. Let's see if you were listening. And the question is, when I'm running the general store, what is it that I usually don't wear? 215-263-WMMR. And our caller is Andy that I'm going to go to. Andy, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Preston. How are you, sir? Good. All right, Andy. Do me a favor. Tell me what I don't normally wear when I'm minding the general store. You don't wear any pants. That's right. Hold on a moment, Andy. Since you got that right, we are going to set you up with a four-pack of tickets for the 23rd Annual Philadelphia Tattoo and Arts... Where did I? I lost my place. Tattoo and Arts Festival. Four? Uh, uh, oh, a four-pack. I got you. All right. September 10th through the 12th at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. You can get tickets and information at villainarts.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Take his pants off. All right. Uh, we're going to start with an interview in Roll- with Rolling Stone magazine. Gene Simmons talked about Paul Stanley's positive COVID-19 test and his overall health. He said that he felt fatigued and his voice wasn't, quote, up to it. He said he's going to be great because he got vaccinated. He's going to be fine. The nature of this vaccine is that it protects you from uh, going and having tubes down your throat and possibly dying. So you can still get it. Uh, he asked fans to send Paul Stanley their best wishes and said that since they found out while on the road, the band members are all quarantined in a hotel. Uh, Simmons went on to urge people to please get vaccinated and do wear, and, and wear their masks, especially if in public, and reminded people to wash their hands and said, do all the right stuff. Uh, as for whether Paul will have to quarantine for the uh, at least 10 days, thereby forcing the cancellation of even more KISS shows, Gene Simmons said, you know what, I won't comment on it. Because I don't know the specifics. And we're waiting on the doctors to tell us exactly what we can and what we can't do. Uh, everyone on the road with Kiss has been fully vaccinated so far. Paul's the only one who has tested positive. He had to go screw things up. Ron Bushy, the drummer for Iron Butterfly, has passed away. Uh, he was 79 years old. TMZ reported that he had been battling cancer. I was, I mean, I knew of his work. I was unfamiliar with him and how... Actually, very well respected he was. Yeah, I just know Inagata Davida. Yeah. That's that's it. That's all I know. Uh, Bushy was the only original member to appear on all six of Iron Butterfly's albums, beginning with 1986's Heavy uh, through 1975's uh, Sun and Steel. Uh, he continued with various incarnations of the band for decades following their commercial peak. Uh, the title track from Inagata Davida remains one of rock's most legendary songs. And he, uh, in an article that ran last year in the magazine called It's Psychedelic Baby, uh, he tells the story of Inagata Davia. I'd always heard this story, but never read an article from one of the band members. Right. But turns out it's true. He said, I came home late one night, and Doug Ingle had been drinking a whole gallon of Red Mountain wine. <laughs> when Bushy asked him what he had been writing, he was so drunk he could barely talk. So Bushy wrote down on a napkin what he thought his bandmate had said, 
which was in Agata de Vida. <laughs> what he was trying to say was in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> and he wrote it down as in Agata de Vida, so they decided to keep it like that. We have a clip. And a legend was born. Yeah. What's this clip here? Oh, this is him uh, playing in Agata de Vida? Yes. Hang on a second. It's just the, the, the main refrain? Yeah. Okay. So, um, apparently the original song was a slow country ballad, uh, and it was uh, only a minute and a half long. Uh, they recorded, well, that changed. They recorded the song the following year in 1968, and when they went into the studio, uh, the engineer, Don Cassell, said, Guys, why don't you just start playing and let me get some mic levels? So they did, and when they finally stopped playing, over 17 minutes later... <laughs> The song was finished on the first take. So what you hear is it was the wow. one take. They one did take. On that song. That's so it's originally a country song. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, the legendary drummer passed away peacefully with his wife Nancy by his side Sunday afternoon at UCLA Santa Monica Hospital. Uh, all three of his daughters uh, were apparently there with him, and he also had six grandchildren. So sad news. Again, I don't. I know this song, uh, and Ringo actually said he used the, um, from Inagata De Vida, there was a portion that inspired his playing on the end. No kidding. Yes. Okay. I guess so. I mean, there's a big there's a big drum section in right, there. Right, right. Uh, so maybe that whole, you know, do-do, 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 was gotten from him. Interesting. So uh, Ron Bushy certainly made his mark. In, in that, rock music with Anagata DeVita. That song has been used to great effect, especially in the uh, movie Manhunter. Yes. Uh, so that is the... That's, the end. Yes. Yeah. There's, it's, there's a, it's a great sequence. It's twisted. Yes. Yeah, so uh, sad news there. Eric Clapton, who's been very vocal, isn't backing down from his stance against COVID-19 policies. Uh, he previously refused to play live shows that require attendees to prove that they've been vaccinated, and now he's released... A politically charged song called This Has Got to Stop. On Friday, the 76-year-old posted his new music along with a video. Uh, Some of the lyrics include the lines, Enough is enough. I can't take this BS any longer. It's gone far enough. Last year, Clapton also made his thoughts about COVID-19 loud and clear with his anti-lockdown song that he'd recorded with Van Morrison. And that one was called Stand and Deliver. So he stays there. Metallic's Lars Ulrich spoke with Rolling Stone magazine about drummer Charlie Watts. He said that he was uh, personally hit hard with the news of his death. As a Stones fan, he called it the end of an era within that band because he was the only drummer that ever recorded with them, uh, at least in the main drummer role. We heard last week when we were talking about that, that a few people did step on in some Yeah, just about 30 or 40 other people. Like you can't always get what you want and so on. Uh, he called Watts the driving force behind the Rolling Stones. He said he was such a significant part of their sound in a band where the spotlight would go to especially Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. A lot of people truly didn't understand how valuable he was. He said, quote, he could kick these songs and make them swing, make them swagger, still make them have that attitude and that pocket. Of course, Charlie passed away last week. He was 80 years old. Uh, one more thing. Actually, we have some audio to play, too. Yeah. A couple pieces of audio. Uh, but I'll mention this real quick. Nikki Six of Motley Crue, of course, and DJ Ashba of Guns N' Roses fame are going to release their Hits album on October 27. Uh, it features lead singer James Michael. Uh, the band describes it as their biggest hits and fan favorite song. This is for 6 a.m. Uh, three days before the album ca- comes out, Nikki will also release a new memoir, which is called The First 21, How I Became 
Nikki Six. So he might have another hit. With now he's apparently Preston has. Uh, you know, we'd seen him recently, and he looked a little uh, pudgy, as <laughs> as we mm-hmm. say. He's apparently trimmed down and looks pretty much. Like his old self. Nice. Uh, we mentioned this last week. We're going to play a clip of uh, Nandy Bushnell, uh, 10 years old. Might be 11 now. I'm not sure. Uh, she's a drummer, social media uh, star uh, because of her outrageous. She's a, number one, she's a really good drummer. Uh, number two, she has so much fun. She screams and yells when yes. she plays. And uh, her and Dave Grohl have uh, built a relationship. They did a little back and forth thing last year. Uh, and Foo Fighters had her up on stage to play. Yes, he introduces her before she comes out, and then she plays with them live on stage. This person inspired me last year so much, and I'll tell you why. Because in a time where you would pick up your phone or turn on a computer, and all you had was bad news, for that one day, you could pick up your phone and see this connection between two people that have never met making music together and spreading joy and love all across the world. So ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome the most badass drummer in the world, my new friend, Nandy. Everybody gotta say Nandy. So they bring her out and uh, they played Everlong. Yes. Not an easy song to play. It's a very, very fast song. It's very fast tempo. So uh, this is her playing something. Adorable too, man. She's just so cute. She's doing the so much fun. Stick uh, spinning and all yeah. the whole deal. Doing the twirls. Yeah, awesome. So that's cool. And then I need to hear this. I have not heard this yet. This is a William Shatner creation, right? It's yes. And now we, you both, you and I are big fans of the work that William Shatner has done with Ben Folds. Oh man, it's great uh, stuff. And so he's done something, I guess, with Joe Jonas. A lot of it he speaks. Is he singing on this? He or is speaking. speaking. Okay. Uh, we don't have that? No, I'm waiting for it. Okay. Uh, we'll have that sent over. Kill a little bit of time. So I, I, <laughs> there's a great album called The Has Been. He's done a few different albums, but uh, with he and um, and Ben Folds and several other musicians like um, uh, Henry Rollins is on there. Yes. A great drummer um, uh, by the name of Dennis Chambers and all these studio musicians. Uh, and it's some of it is deep, interesting poetry, believe it or not. Others are goofy, fun stuff that yes. he just writes and some are really beautiful pieces of music and everything so i'm interested to hear this so he had mentioned something last time we had him on about new music right right um, I, I think the first one he did with ben folds it was fear of pop right i'm not sure yeah because i the, there's a song on that that is always on my various mix uh you know files or, or tapes or whatever mm-hmm. uh and it's spoken word and he's playing this sort of Really gigolo type of guy, but it's just a great song. All right, this is called uh, Clouds of Guilt uh, with Joe Jonas. So let's hear a little bit of this. Clouds of guilt. Feel guilty when I leave. Feel guilty when I stay.
guilty when I'm right. Feel guilty when I'm wrong. Even feel a pinch of guilt just singing the song. Don't ask me why it is. It's just the way I'm built. Even days of sunshine are dim. Just a little taste of yes. it. All right, all right. Quirky stuff. I love it. I love it. All right, and that's music news. We are going to take one more quick break. Come back in a second. We'll get the first letter for the word of the week prize this week. I'll tell you about that prize. It's mm. happening. I'm scared. Um, I didn't have my uh, my music bed. Hold me. Ready to go. That was the little production element that ends the music bed after it. It surges. I bring the volume up. It it's going to be great. Presence. Yeah. I know I'm killing time till he can fill it out here. Good. So, um, oh, and there it is. Ooh. We're going to take a break. We'll get the letter of the day for the word of the week prize. Uh, when we come back, Pierre will have that for us. We'll tell you about the prizes. The music's going to surge now, and then you're going to hear this little thing play and take us out to the commercial. My Casino and Hotel Philadelphia presents M M. Saturday, September 25th at BB&T Pavilion. And now, through August 31st only, you can pre-order your MMRBQ concert shirt at the WMMR.com Rock Shop. Guaranteed delivery before the show. Featuring Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, and Cheap Trick. Plus, every ticket gets general admission for the first five bands. Dirty Honey. Dorothy. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen, Aaron Jones, and Foxtrot and the Get Down. MMRBQ 2021. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rented by live. Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. In the heart of South Philly. Game on. A Monday morning. Our workday complete. Nice thing to know that Monday is coming and going. It's zipping right by for you, too, my friend. Hang in there. You're going to have good company here in a little while. Rest of the day, we got you covered here at MMR. It's what we do. Yes. Uh, and I want to thank you for being a part of today's program because uh, no guests, just us and you. A nice, intimate radio program. And we it had worked. a good time. I want to thank all the callers and everything that we went through today. It was a beautiful thing. Um, and I also want to thank our friends. At our union, SAG-AFTRA, they tweeted out a really uh, nice thing. Uh, they wrote, uh, congrats to our SAG-AFTRA Philadelphia local broadcasters from the Preston and Steve show for being inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame. And they wrote, well-deserved. Wasn't that cool? It's very cool that people have been stepping forward. Yeah. Uh, it's been very nice. Our, our union and... Uh I understand Zack Snyder was also uh, commented. And, Did he post uh, something cool? I think so. That's the word. And Burke Kreischer and nice everyone. You know, a lot of people helped. Kevin Smith. It's very nice. Rob and Caitlin. Yes. It's always sunny fame. Rob McElnerney. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see who? Did they, anybody ever address that or besides us? Yeah. No, I don't okay. think so. But uh, Rob and Caitlin were both hanging out with Ryan Reynolds yesterday. They were rooting on Wrexham AFC. I know. <sighs> I, you look uh, is exactly how I feel. Well, because yeah, because it was going to happen here. It was, and yeah. and we we are one removed from Ryan Reynolds, and and Rob and Caitlin obviously are wonderful and great. But I I want access to Ryan. It's going to happen. I know, or it won't won't happen, or it, maybe yeah, yeah, it won't. Yeah. yeah. It either one will of or those things. One yeah. of those two things right. will happen. Guaranteed. If you're listening. The show, you know, we stand by our word, and it will or will not happen. Yes. <laughs> yep, absolutely. You can take that yeah. to the bank, uh-huh. sir. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's Pierre Robert right over there. Hey, hey man. Well, hi there. How you doing? Fine, thanks. Wonderful. Did you have best weekend ever? 
Um, no. Okay. Uh-huh. I was hoping. I was pulling for you, man. Uh, thank you. I okay. appreciate that. I, I am grateful uh, for that. But, uh, you know, it was an okay weekend. All right. I spent too much time watching the hurricane yesterday. Yeah. Oh, you sit down in front of the Weather Channel? Well, I bounce between the weather. I bounce between all the channels. But, I mean, it, it never ceases to amaze me how those guys and gals will put themselves out in, in you know, and after a while they are moments away from literally blowing away. And I, I wonder if it's if it's overdone at times. It is. Did Tell you see? You saw. All right, there was footage of a guy who was out there, and he's doing, you know, you know the, the right. And the it, audio is his jacket is, is in the wind, and he's hunched over, and he's holding the microphone, and behind him, a utility worker is doing cartwheels. <laughs> really? This yeah, guy yeah, saying yeah. he can barely stand there and everything, and then this guy comes by doing cartwheels. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, some of the, there's, there can be pockets, maybe, that, but um, sure. that's interesting. No, there's, certainly, when you have winds oh, yeah. in excess of 130, 140 miles an hour, yeah, you know, amazingly, though, I think there's still, and it's horrible that it happened, but just one death is pretty yes. amazing considering a so, uh, storm. Oh, yeah. In the realm of Katrina, right? You know, on the 16th anniversary of Katrina. Yes. Yeah. Well, they I, they built up the they built up everything right. after learning from that. Anyway, I spent too much time watching that, um, <laughs> I, and then I go, I've got I've got to go do something. <laughs> then I went and read my spy novel, <laughs> and then good. I said, I got to do something. And then I went and watched more Hurricane <laughs> right. coverage. Wait, the weather. And then I said, I got to brush my teeth. <laughs> You know, things like that. Basic things that happen when you don't have anyone to tell you what to do. <laughs> uh, when you, you just are living by yourself, walking right. from room to room, aimlessly right. going, oh, I could clean that room. Uh, yeah. No, not today. Yeah, things like that. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Well, you don't because you're surrounded well, by people. Not really. So this summer we we bought. And, oh, and the house. Privilege. Right. Yeah. So my family was down there. So I spent a lot of time alone. Oh, okay. And I found that I more often when, uh, than not, was not doing anything, was not doing things. And they've come back, and I'm like, oh, I've started doing things again, you know? <laughs> so I, I kind of get an idea of what you're talking okay, about. Okay, good. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, shall we do the letter, sir? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Oh, as in the offspring. All right, and we have tickets that we're going to give away on Thursday. It's a short, are you aware it's a four-letter word this week? I am now. All right, very good. <laughs> a pair of tickets to see... Guns N' Roses at the Hard Rock Live at Estes Arena inside the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, Sunday, September 12th. And a hotel a hotel room for you. You get to stay in the hotel. Where are you from, sir? Do you have the day where just... It's just not working. Your um, mouth. Every single day. Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. All right. Those are the days. All day for me. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, the hotel room for the night, uh, and this is the closest you're going to get to seeing them in a club-sized venue. Tickets for the September 12th show are on sale now, and info at hardrockhotelatlanticcity.com. So we'll give that away on Thursday, just letting you know about that. Um, so what's up on your program today, sir? Uh, workforce blocks of the cars, Bruce Springsteen and Rob Zombie. Mm, should be nice. We It'll shall enjoy. I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show, and also by Citadel Credit Union. 
committed to building strength together to build a better future for us all. Tomorrow's program, uh, it's a Tuesday, so we'll give away a Preston and Steve tattoo, and we'll see what else we can get into as well. That is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. And we shall see you tomorrow, my friend. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Bing, dang. Doo-doo, be-do. Doo-da-da-doo, dip